Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are in episode 43. Woo woo. 43. 43 episodes. That's cool. We are nine away from a year of doing podcasts. That's uh, nine. Is that the right number? I don't math well, but that doesn't seem right to me. 43 plus nine? Oh, yeah. It would be 52. Wait, Good. You were getting on my case last time about the bad math. Yeah. You remember well, that? That's true. But see, I, I don't ever claim to be a math person. That's true. So. Neither do I. I. I mean, at least I know ROI and, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of math that's, like, important. Oh, you know, I, agree. I I probably shouldn't say this as a teacher, but I feel like probably 90% of the stuff you learn in, like, upper-level math classes, like, it's a waste of time. No, it's no, no, no. It builds logic. Like the yeah, more algebra, math you do, the algebra more one. No, subconsciously, like your ability to think logically is built on the principles of math. Yeah, nah, I don't know. Nah. If you're a math guy, let us know in the comments below. Just say, "Hey, Rolando, you're way off." I'm a humanities guy, by the way. Yeah, I'm a humanities guy too. Which maybe that's why there's the disconnect there. I mean, I, I love math, but I think for the day to day life, like algebra one. I can consumer I can, math. Is that, yeah, consumer math. Consumer man. math is a big deal. I mean, I learned how to write checks in consumer, consumer math. If I can figure out like this is thirty seven percent off, like if I could do the math and figure out okay, what's the total price going to be? Okay, what's tax going to be? That's the kind of math I need to know. Okay, and then ROI, right? Like no, no ROI. I think is the biggest one. I think if anything in reselling that you definitely need to understand is ROI. ROI. Because if you don't know ROI, you're gonna be hurting. Yeah. Which which big part of that? Which I think a lot of people. Um, might overlook is there are other costs that you have to count in before you figure out the ROI, right? It's not just the purchase price of the item. It's also shipping of the item. It's also the handling fees of the, the item. Spent, the time yeah, the gas all, if you're driving, yeah, all of that. All of that has to be somehow factored in. So, uh, but yeah. So cool. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I got to tell you, it's uh, it's kind of weird right now. Just in the, you know, I've talked about this, like when I jumped into being full time, it was in June last year. Mm. Right. So now we're in April and I'm just trying to find my flow. Like I still, I, I don't know. It's funny because somebody had said at one point, I forget it was on Instagram or went, maybe one of the reviews we had that, you know, like the podcast was leaning heavier on eBay. Right. And I thought about that because I would say that's true. And the reason I say that's true is because that's kind of like what's working right now. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, Amazon for Q4 was amazing, and it was still amazing in January and a little bit amazing in February. But now I'm kind of like going, and I'm trying, and I'll share about this later, but I'm really trying to push Amazon, but eBay's doing a lot better. Hmm. And and I, I'm not, you know, what I mean is, you know, obviously with Amazon you can scale, and I think you can make a lot more money faster, but it takes a lot more capital to do that. Whereas eBay, you know this, like, you can spend $100 on a Saturday and you could, you know, multiply that times 10, right? With your ROI if you play it right. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure it out because, you know, like yesterday I went sourcing, trying to do retail arbitrage and it was rough. Hmm. And I went today and it was rough. So I'll share about that a little bit later and as to why I think it's rough. But, you know, it's one of those things I know a lot of Amazon people are going to wholesale and going to private label. And I've always said like that's that's just not my thing. Like that doesn't doesn't excite me. Where eBay, I still get the thrill of going out there and finding stuff at garage sales. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, how about you? Um, yeah, things are good. I was going to comment on on what you were saying there. I think it's interesting what you were saying with eBay being still engaging for you. And 
um, having the most ROI because you're right. Amazon FBA does seem to scale better. Like it, it just just on numbers and and it really just does velocity. Yeah, it, it it scales better than than eBay does in a lot of ways. But um, there's also more risk, right? And that's just normal, I think, for any type of investments that you do. Like the the better payoff potentially, the more risk you're dealing with. But you know, all the times you can get gated in something after you've already purchased items or um, dealing with the the ups and downs of the of the market and getting flooded or Amazon getting a shipment in and now you're in the bottom and now you're stuck with inventory and you're paying storage fees. Whereas I feel like with eBay, if you're sourcing correctly, it's always a win. Like, I, I, you, you I, don't, I can't disagree with that. Like pretty much 99%, it's a win. Yeah, you're going to have the item and maybe you have to sit on it for six months, a year, two years, however long. But eventually it's going to sell for the price that it's worth at its value price. And you're not dealing with as many variables as you are with like Amazon. Not to say Amazon's not good because I still want to try that, but it's encouraging to hear that um, even you're moving a little bit more towards eBay right now. And I think for right now, I think we'll see the full cycle like come July. You may ask me, hey, where are all the hard things going? I'm like, oh, I'm sourcing for Q4. You're already going to be, I can't believe you're already talking about Q4. It's already Q2. It's crazy. Think about that. But you're right. Like I just had, I had about, I think $1,000 of inventory get gated in the last week. So what do you do with that? So, okay, so two things. Number one, I failed because I probably should have just sold those in Q4, but I was holding out for a little more. And the other part of it is I kind of, I knew one was like gate, like I got this email and I thought, oh, I'll easily get auto approved, right? I've been selling on Amazon for a long time. Like if they gate it, I'll just go back, request for auto approval and I'll get it. And didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh, it didn't bad. happen for both items. Oof. And so I had to create a removal order and I'm going to get these items and I'm going to have to sell them on eBay. You know, now I could, I've heard other people like they go return things without a receipt. So it's, you know, even if past the 90 days, you're hmm. still good. I just, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough. I just think that'd be tough on a, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I get it. I mean, maybe if like there wasn't food on the table or something, right. I, I would do it, but so that was rough because you remember you had that conference call at one point and yep. they said, oh, if things get gated after you send it in, you're okay. Didn't they tell you that? Uh, it was, it, there was something like that. I can't remember exactly how it was phrased. So I don't want to misrepresent what they said. I know they were very polite, but it is possible that they were giving me uh, wrong information. I think, I think that's what they told you. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you like, no, like it still happens and it just happened. And so... Yeah, so you're so that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, so tell me a little. I have more to share later on, but tell me what's going on with you. Uh, well, first of all, I'm uh, drinking a nice warm hot coffee today. Warm hot. So it's that's not redundant. that intense. Like you have some um, energy here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's different. So sometimes I'm I'm drinking energy drink. Last time I think I was drinking um, a cold brew, and this is like a warm. I think I think oh, we that's need right. to have you had a cold brew. Yeah. So I think we need to have a. Uh, like, what is Mike drinking today? So today it's hot coffee from a gas station, which, um, you know, trucker coffee is what it is. But uh, this one's pretty good. It's it's called Double Black. It's got 30% more uh, more caffeine than a what typical What kind of podcast are we, are we doing right now? Well, I mean, it, I think I think everyone who's who <laughs> hustles hard um, probably has some something they have no, to right. keep going. I, you I know? got my so diet do. Diet do for you. I get it. A little bit of caffeine, so... Uh, I'm sure our listeners have something that that's keeping them going. So, but anyways, um, yeah, things are going good for me. Um, like you, I don't know if you've you you were going to talk about it on the random stories today, but uh, like garage selling has been kind of a miss 
right? Recently, it's been... It's it's weird. Like this morning, I, you and I both had the same scenario. What happened this morning? Well, so I always wake up early. Like I'm always up around 3.30. So I get up around 3.30 and it's raining, right? Like pretty hard. I can hear it. I've got like a little balcony outside and there's a classic. I could hear it raining hard on it. So I'm like, all right, well, it's raining. So I went back to sleep and I woke up around like seven and I was like, oh, so nice to actually like get to sleep in. And it still sounded like maybe some rain and I get up and I'm eating breakfast and I open up the blinds and I see that it's like oh, sunny and right? shiny outside. But not, not, not just, it was like beautiful. Like yeah. San Diego, like go to the beach, yep. like amazing weather. Yeah. But at that point it was like, well, by the time I get ready and get out there, like I'm, I'm spending family time today. So that's what it turned into. I ended up going to thrift stores, but, um, but I have been listing, right? Like my goal at the end of last episode was to, to get store numbers up and, and we've been doing that. We've uh, gotten through quite a bit of our inventory reserves, <laughs> inventory. AKA death word. piles. Yeah. Inventory reserves. It's a good, it's a positive way of looking at it. I've right? heard that one. Um, so, so we got through quite a bit of those. We still have some things and, and obviously always trying to add to that, but, uh, but it's been good. My wife has been crushing it doing, uh, doing listings. So okay. I, I typically source and then, um, often take, take pictures and then she does a lot of the listing and, Man, there was the other day I came home and she's like, "Yeah, I listed like thirty items." And I'm like, "Whoa, You're that's like a superhero!" Good. Yeah. So. so, are you feeling the effects of that? Like, are the sales come in? Or? Yeah, it, the the sales come in like they 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 peak right after, right? Like immediately after a couple of days of of posting a lot, yeah. and then they dip again. So it's like, as we are getting more and more items in in our store, I remember I was looking in my garage today, and I'm looking at items, and I'm like, I remember when I first started, and I had like 15 items in my store, and like things were selling, and I was like, oh. That those books finally sold or, or that mug finally sold or that random. And I'm looking at all the stuff I have and I'm like, I have a lot of good stuff. Why isn't it selling? Like yeah. this doesn't make any sense, right? Like if I was first starting and I had all this stuff, like I feel like it would have been off the shelf in like two days. So, um, it kind I, of has like this matrix feel to it, right? Like it, it just, it's just eBay does just enough to keep you doing more in, yeah, the, in the matrix. They, they, they suck you. And I mean, it's, it's a beautiful business plan. Um, I just, and I guess you don't need to necessarily be thinking about an out if this is what you're going to be doing. But, uh, but yeah, so it, it's been good. Got through a lot of my a lot of my listings, and um, I have some more to do. We bought a few board games. I'm really bummed. One of the board games I bought um, like a couple months ago at a thrift store, which was maybe one of my problems. It was taped up, and it set, had a sticker on it said "complete." And I was like, "Well, I'll take a I'll take a chance on this." Like, yes. And I opened it up because I have a copy of it too, and I looked through the stuff like pretty closely. And I was like, it's, it's all here. Like it's, everything fits in this spot. And I sent it out to the person, somebody bought it and then they responded back and it was like missing two cards from the game and they were furious. And, and I, I, I get it. I understand why. And I didn't go closely enough because there's hundreds and hundreds of cards. And I, I looked through most of them. I'm like, this is clearly whoever owned this took care of it. Like it's all here. So it was my fault for not double, double checking. So now I have like three board games that I'm I'm going to open it up and I'm going to count every single card Wait, and verify. But what did you do? Did you send them your cards from your own game? No, no. That I, I guess I could have done that. No, I just I just refunded them. Okay. I said, did you know. Did you ask them to return it? Or no, you just, I just refunded them. Uh, yeah, that was a good move. Yeah. I did, I, I, well, and what I did is I didn't want the negative feedback, obviously, and I told them I'm not going to sell an incomplete game, you know, so I don't need you to return it, so. Okay. Yeah. You handled that well, though. Yeah. It seems like, because earlier on you used to, like, stress about, like, if you're buyers and now you're kind of like, I think you got your ebb and flow. Yeah. You know, sometimes the mistakes are on me. Sometimes the mistakes are on them. Um, I just don't want negative feedback. So whatever it takes to, to prevent that. I agree. I'm telling you it's and negative feedback isn't as big of a deal as it used to be, but I, 
I got to say, I get more sales having 100% than, you know, I'm able to sell. I, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I feel like I could sell things for more or like I could sell items that usually would be called counterfeits or fake mm. because I don't know, whatever brings that trust. Maybe mm. I'm off. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, I, I almost wonder if there's part of the algorithm that affects it too, because I don't know how much customers look at that, right? Like I, when I buy stuff on eBay, I don't know. Maybe a couple times I've checked if it's like a really expensive That's item, a good point. but I usually don't check it at the seller's ratings, right? I just, oh, this is the item. They got description. They got pictures. Okay, I'm buying it. Um, but I wonder if eBay's algorithm puts up higher value sellers before, right? It would make sense for them to do that. It's going to help their brand if, if customers aren't upset. Because uh, we had a negative feedback. I, I talked about the story before. Uh, that was wrong. It was the customer's mistake and it took a while to get eBay to, to, to take it off. And like immediately after they took it off, so it was like three days we had this negative feedback and we were dealing with eBay. Immediately after they took it off, we had like three sales come in that day and we didn't have yeah. any sales before then. So there was that yeah. feeling of like, were we missing sales because of this feedback that wasn't even our fault? A little bit of frustration. It, isn't it weird? Like you, it's everything's an assumption. Like yeah. we really don't, you don't know. know. Yeah. So it just, just all you know, all you control is listing, right? Yep. List, list, list. It's the only thing, you, and what you source. But pretty much, that's all you can control. Yeah. Work harder, you'll make more money. It's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the the model there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> now I will. Okay. So adding to death pile. So I did knock out seventy five percent of my death pile. Nice. So now, <laughs> let me add to that. I would say I probably uh, about 35% I sent to my helper and I took care of the other, whatever, 40% that was left. So I still have 25% left of the death pile. And the 25% I've left is is those items that I'm kind of like, ooh, do I want to list this? I'm having that trouble, that problem again. And so now I think I'm going to. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I, I go back and forth. Like some things are just cool. And I go, how cool would this be if I had it 50 years from now? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being a thing. No, I, I don't know. I there don't are certain know. things where it's like, this is really neat. But, you know, I, 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 I'm I having, it's easier and easier for me to get rid of stuff. Like, I'm even thinking of throwing away my Letterman's jacket. Throwing it away? Yeah, because we're, we're downsizing, right? Moving to to the fifth wall that we're trying to do. flip it. My Letterman's jacket? Yeah. With my name on it's it and all my patches? Jacket? Yeah. Yeah, people like varsity jackets. Really? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And and there's ways that people can remove all that from there. I'm serious. Huh. Now maybe you don't want like your last name. Well, it's it's, it's embroidered on the back. Like No, but there's a... there's tools that people have to remove the embroidery. I'm serious. Varsity jackets are a thing. The bolo. Are you serious? I'm serious. There's no way. Yeah, there is. Comment below. If you have sold a varsity jacket in the last year for good money, comment below. I've sold a few. So it's doable. Like it's got like the sleeves have the patches on it that are like like people want like stuff from another school with. Well, they could remove the patches. I right? don't think so. Okay, well, these I are like know. these are like embroidered in. Why don't you just list it and see what happens, and we'll come back. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Maybe Mike, I'll make Mike money. Has so on many it. patches because he was such a stud in high school. Well, That's the problem. You know, so. I don't know about that, but but yeah. So for me, like I. I it's easier and easier for me to get rid of stuff because I've been asking myself, like, am I really going to use this, need this? Does it, it Is it serving me a purpose? Have I used it in the last six months? And so there's certain things that I like and it's harder for me to get rid of. I think my board game collection is a good example of that. There's some games I've only played once and might only get a chance to play one more time in my life, but it, it's it would be really difficult for me to get rid of. But I just, I don't want to collect new stuff because I know 
I know that could be a, a trap. It's a trap, Orlando. Don't do it. I know. It's a, hey, by the way, so I know on Instagram you try to get on there as much as you can, but somebody picked up your uh, Hustle of the Week, the Illuminati board The game Illuminati card game, yeah. For five bucks, and they flipped it for 150 that's amazing. That's that really amazing. good. Maybe we'll make that a hustle of the week and we'll tell more of the story a few podcasts from now. But I go, think about it. I never even knew those games were, you know, <laughs> I show my son. He's like, ooh, I would get rid of that quick. <laughs> right? So anyways, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm still up in the air. I mean, I can make good money really fast by listing some of the items I have. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's struggle. The struggle is real. All right. Random stories. Random stories. What, what do you got, got for me? You, me. How about you? Me. Um, I don't know. Like I don't have like a a great random story this week. Part of it is because I didn't get a chance to um to to go garage sales. Okay. But um, you know, this week has been interesting. Uh, the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've already shared with you all about um our plan, my wife and I, and our son to to downsize and move to a fifth wheel on sure, our parents' yeah. property, and uh, it's 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 getting more and more serious, right? Like, you know how like you're planning for something in the future, but like we're on a timeline now, like we have to start getting stuff done. So we're, we're looking at renting a tractor and getting that section of the land. Like I'm serious. that that's more than just like you are planning. No, this like, is crazy. Like happening. we know we, we we're pretty sure which fifth wheel we're planning on purchasing. Um, I've been looking up possible storage um, solutions for our eBay stuff. So looking at like, okay, temporarily do we use like a carport and like, I can build a, a base on the ground and like, you know, those carports that are like, uh, like mm -hmm. the fabric ones Yeah, and then just use, I mean, cause all the stuff that we have for the most part is in totes. So, so it's exciting. It's scary. Like we're planning on doing it. We've already started like clearing out our house. Like we're going through like each weekend, we're picking a section of the house and we're wow. going through and throwing stuff away. We're taking stuff and, um, putting stuff in a garage sale pile that we're going to try and do our own garage sale, which it's going to be weird doing a garage sale as a reseller. That's going to be a trip. That is true. Because nothing in there is going to be worth buying as a reseller for sure. Cause otherwise I'd be selling it on eBay. Um, but hopefully we could still make some money off of stuff that people will just come and buy. And then we we're, we're putting stuff on eBay. So, so are you going to let things go like for cheap at the, at the garage sale for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're not, I just, well, I'm going to let it go for cheap because I know nothing that I'm selling is worth reselling. So <laughs> if somebody wants it, like I was going to just donate it to, to Salvation Army or Goodwill or something. I, the only reason I say that is like when I did rummage sales, that was like the hardest thing, like to let go of things because I knew the value. But, you know, most people, when they go to garage sales, they're not going to pay you what you want. Oh, no. For the most part, anything, literally everything in that pile, like our, our three piles are trash. Okay. Garage sale, eBay. Anything that doesn't sell the garage sale is immediately going to a thrift store. So there's okay. no like, oh, we hope it's worth this much. It's like if we walk away from the garage sale with 50 bucks in our pocket, we're going to be like, sweet. Like, you know, it's it's just extra money. But um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing that. Um, and we're going to try and document the whole process of, of moving to the fifth wheel, downsizing, selling our stuff, building a, uh, a eBay storage thing. So it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, my wife actually started Instagram um, for it, like to, to record all of that process. Um, so anything that's like reselling relating, we'll, we'll also like cross posts on, um, Pure Hustle podcast, but okay. some of it's just going to be like trying to live in a trailer. Cause like we're downsizing into a trailer. Like we're talking, that's intense. It's tiny. It's a 40 it. foot trailer. So, um, so if you're interested in following that, it's, it's trailer underscore and underscore treasures, trailer and treasures on Instagram. So 
Might be something if you care about anything that's resale relating, we're gonna try and put on the Pure Hustle podcast if it's if it's good and valuable. So, um, but, but that, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, so when you think about trailer, so you're gonna be outside storing everything. Nothing's gonna be in the trailer because then it gets really crazy. No, no, no. The trailer is going to just be living, living space. Okay. That's it. Yeah. At least you already have that decided. Yeah. I, I already struggle in my own place having like yeah. the death piles. Imagine in a trailer having all the death piles, like. That would be kind of wild. Yeah, no, it's going to be crazy. So, I mean, because we did the math, like uh, a 20 foot by 10 foot carport, like that's bigger than the garage we have right now where everything's stored in. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it should work out, you know, we're, we're excited. It's, it's, it's a trip. So it's not so much a random story. It's just like, here's the story no, of my life No, but the story right continues. Now, you know? like it's yeah. good. So. Wow. Okay. It's crazy, crazy. What about you? Any, anything uh, new going on? Sorry, I'm just thinking about the fun summer we'll have because... Right, you'll be closer to me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. We're gonna be close, closer to you, closer to the studio, which is nice. Because like right now, when we record this podcast, I'm like 45 minutes away, so it's like 45 minutes to get here, 45 minutes to get home. Um, so it's tough for us to meet often. But like once we move, we're gonna be moving closer out here. We're gonna be able to record potentially more often, more frequently. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it'll be. Um, it'll be easier for that, and uh, and hopefully we can make some more cool videos, which we have some cool videos uh, in the pipeline right now. We're so. working some, which are related to our next podcast. Yeah, right, we talk Stay about garage tuned. sales. Ooh, ooh. All right, so my random story. So I, I'm kind of, you know, I've been looking here because I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if I should make this like my hustle of the week or it should be both. So I don't know. I'm just gonna tell the story. And did I share with you my uh, Best Buy pickup? I, I saw the Instagram of it, which I was like, man, how did I miss that? Okay, because yeah. <laughs> it, it was actually closer to where he lives than where I live. Yeah. All right, so I want to share with it a little bit just because it's one of those things where I never expected this to happen. It just was, you know, it was a garage sale morning. I had gone to a bunch of garage shows, and I did okay. I mean, it wasn't great. And so what ended up happening was the night before, you know, I, I was on Craigslist. So a lot of people... I don't know. Do you do you look for and we'll talk about this in our garage sale podcast coming up? But do you talk about or do you look up like garage sales and Craigslist anymore? Yeah, I always actually start with Craigslist and then I go to like the the yard uh, sale treasure, treasure, treasure map. map. Okay, so on there it said you know that there was a Best Buy that was closing, and I go okay, that's cool. And I'm like looking at the dates, and it already had been closing for like a few days. So I'm like, okay, it's gonna be junk. Have you ever been to a store closing like? Usually the last day is terrible. Not as a reseller. I've been just like, oh, that's cool. Store's closing. I wonder if there's anything good in there. And then you end up picking something that you don't need. Yeah, because it's just junk. Right, yeah, But it's cheap and you're like, oh, I'll take it anyways, right? So, you know, I'm with my son and we go and I'm kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'll check this out. I'm not really sure what's going to be here because I, I was used to Toys R Us. Like, so to, when Toys R Us closed, and I, I mean, I've gone to other store closing, like I've gone to Sears and so on, but... Toys R Us, I learned a lot from. And what I learned from the Toys R Us closure was that you can't wait till the last day. And luckily I had, so in San Diego, there was one store that closed like in March. And then there was another store that closed in May. And then the rest of the country closed in June. So I kind of understood like you can't show up on the last day because you're not going to get the good stuff. Mm. Right. And sometimes you have to like be willing to pay up to get more at a higher price because, you know, it's either you have it or you don't. So I I came in with that mindset, like, okay, I'm walking in probably the last day. I think there's one more day left and there's not going to be anything. So I walk in 
And here's what's strange about me walking in is like, there's a few people on the side here. Like they're trying to, they're asking about some monitors and, and pretty much everything had the sold sticker on it. Mm. So it's getting worse. Right. But then I look and you know, you go, like, Oh, like I see literally probably like 30 toners. And I'm not talking about like the small, like HP. I'm talking about like the big, like industrial mm. kind of type of toners. So I see these toners. See, this is why I'm, I'm debating whether this should be Hustle of the Week, but I'll share it as my crazy story because it was a random story. So I, I go, and my son's with me, and my son loves pushing the cart. So I'm like, all right, son, grab that cart. I'll meet you over here. So I go over there, and then I see this other guy. And I'm like, wow, like, seriously, no one's picked this up? Like, this is almost the last day. And I showed up about 15 minutes late to the store closing soon. And so I see, and, and what the other guy was doing, he, he was getting one of those, you know, like those, uh, I don't know, two-story cards. Bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like in, they have them, like, at restaurants or in, I guess, in education. So he's, like, trying to unload one and get it ready. So I'm like, I'm going to these toners. So I go, and I'm a larger dude. So I go, and I see him over there trying to grab these toners. So I, I, don't, I don't know how people are going to feel about this on the podcast. I turn my entire back to him, to all the toners, so he can't get to the toners that are in front of me. I'm trying to stay close to the mic here, Mike. Thank you. And I just start grabbing toners. Like, I don't even scan them. I don't even look. I'm just grabbing. And the guy's looking at me, and he's like, "Uh, I'm I'm grabbing these toners. I'm like, cool, I'm grabbing these. (laughs) And so I just kept grabbing. So here goes my son with the cart. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And and real quick, I pulled up my phone after I had them all loaded. I want to say it was about, I don't know, five to six big toners. And I scanned one of them. And on Amazon, they're going about, you know, mm, three to five hundred dollars. Right. Right. Each of each of these. And so I'm like, oh, and, and but I haven't checked condition yet. Right. Because if the condition isn't good, I you know, I can't tell it on Amazon. So then. I start walking around and then I notice another toner sitting over here. Then there's all these shipping supplies. So all these air jackets, you know, so they're not poly bags. You know what air jackets are? Yeah. yeah. Like they're like bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. So full boxes, like probably a hundred in each box. So I start grabbing those because I'm like, this is going to save me money. Then I start grabbing boxes. Then I grab a tape dispenser. Then I grab a stapler. I forget what else I grabbed. So you got like your whole office. Uh... Yeah, pretty much. So I got all these supplies. I get all these toners. And the story doesn't stop there because then my, you know, luckily my son's with me. So he grabs another cart because we didn't have enough room in one cart. So we had to use two carts. And here's what's crazy is that the other guy, so I I hear him talking, I'm waiting in line. So there's like two other people before me. The first person, you know, the, um, whoever the liquidator is goes, Hey, are you going to pay? And the guy goes credit card. And I look and at this place, it was a 10% buyer premium. No, it was 20, no, 10%, 10% prior premium. And then you had to pay sales tax on top of that. So I'm like, oh man, like, I'm pretty sure if I pay cash, like I won't have to touch any of that. So the first person gets charged a lot. Then this other guy starts talking to him and I see them talking and he's like, I'm, and you know, the liquidator tells the other guy, goes, hey, I'm glad you finally made it out here. And and the liquidator looks at me and goes, yeah, this guy's been trying to work me for a week. And he finally showed up. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, a week? Eesh. 
Like you should have showed up like the day before. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you're one of our listeners, which I'm not sure. I'm sure you're not. But if you are, like that guy, as soon as the store opened, like should have been the first person there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always think that's just slight diversion from your story, but yeah. I almost feel like when you're when we're at garage sales or thrift stores and there's clearly competition. That's when we should hand them like a business card. Like, hey, I know we're like enemies right now, but like, hey, check out our podcast. <laughs> you might hear this story later on. There you go. So I hear this and I'm like, this guy literally just lost like almost. And by the time I'm done, it's probably going to be $1,500, $2,000 profit. By number one, waiting too long for the deal. Mm. Right? Because like I said with Toys R Us, like you wait too long, items are gone. And this guy... Should have showed up the day before, mm. right? Number two, the guy was going to pay with a credit card. And so what happened is he didn't have enough money on his cards. So he had to leave the stuff there. And I know I might get people on my case, but I go, if this guy leaves, I got cash on me. I'm going to make him a bigger offer. And see, Because this liquidator, like, right. he's, all, he's leaving. He, I think he was going to get on a flight to New York, like, in a few hours. So, so a guy, you know, talks to the liquidator and he's like, Hey, so I got to go and like, make sure there's money here. I'll come back. Like, this is my stuff. I just want to make sure like nobody's going to get to it. He's like, Oh, I'll take care of it. And I didn't make a play for the stuff, but you know, the liquidator made it pretty clear. Like, all right, well, I'll make sure that nobody's going to touch this. And, and he, you know, never came up again. So I, I kind of got the gist, you know, like, because, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was. I, I'm having a dilemma of like, should I have just said, "Here's some money. Let me take it all right now." He'll never see us again. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I. The guy wasn't prepared. Yeah. He wasn't ready. Yeah. I mean. I mean, am I getting borderline sleazy here? I don't. Can you be I, honest I, with no, me. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I think. I think it's. Um, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes in that situation. Like, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with offering money because, you know, it's, you're buying stuff, but then there's also the, you're doing something nice. You're you're doing a kindness, I think, by not, but by offering, I don't, I don't think you're doing something wrong. I just think you're not offering kindness, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I get it. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, can you sleep at night? Do you feel okay? Cause that's what matters. I would have slept nice. But, but I'm saying like, are you sleeping okay right now? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. So I'm fine. Either way then. So it so I, you know, it didn't happen. So then I'm like, all right, what kind of deal? So he charged the other guy, like, it was a decent amount of money. And the guy bought some lockers, whatever. But so, you know, I asked the guy, I'm like, how much? And so he goes, uh, 20 for each toner. And then like the shipping supplies was like $10 for each. And then I say, hey. I'm going to pay you all cash. So what can we do here? And he goes, I can do 180. And it's on the Instagram story. And I go, what about 160? You know, I said, uh, what did I say? I said 150. And he counters with, ah, let's do 160. And sure enough, I said, so do I need to pay any tax or any premiums? Like, no, no, we're good. It's cash. So boom, 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 boom. Paid him the cash. And I felt bad because the guy came back. And the guy sees me like loading up my, like the guy kept looking at me while I'm loading up my car. And in my mind, I'm like, I feel terrible because I know how that guy feels. I've been to garage yep. sales where somebody else shows up and you're like, 
Yeah, I just keep thinking about the story you've told us about the um, about the shoes that you got, where you had to drive around trying to find that oh, yeah. house. Can you imagine if you got there and he's like, "Yeah, I know you told me you're going to be back, but I sold them to somebody else." Like you would have deserved it, but like you're also glad that they held it, you know? So no, I get it, I get it. So you know, I guess I guess it all worked out in the end. Yeah. But what I'll say about the entire story is number one, like be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. Before you even prepared, like don't play that like waiting game. Like if there's a deal, you gotta strike. And then you gotta be ready. And then you just I don't know. I just man, if I showed up just five minutes earlier, it would have all been mine. Mm. Right? I lost two thousand dollars by just not being there five minutes earlier. But again, I wasn't thinking I was going to walk into anything. So just crazy. So I'm going to add one more caveat. Is it caveat? Caveat to the story. Sure. Mm -hmm. So you know how lately we've been talking about dropshippers? Like, have you had any dropshippers lately? Not recently. Can I tell you, I love dropshippers right now. So I get most of my toner sales from dropshippers. And this is why I love dropshippers. So I sold actually one of the toners already for 180. So it paid for everything. Done. Paid for. And I already sold another toner on Amazon for like 50. So I'm good. But here's the thing. So if a drop shipper, right, buys my item, ships it to somebody else, right, and that person tries to return it. Yeah, you're not responsible. No, it's over. Yep. So I automatically, like, I made it's that a money. Win, yeah. It's a win, win, win. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if I ever told you the outcome or lack of outcome of the broken dishes, those Christmas dishes that I sent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, we offered, we told them like, just send us a picture. That's all we asked for was a picture and then ship back the items and uh, crickets. So I think it was potentially a drop shipper and they ran into the issue of dealing with their customer and their customer not dealing with them, you know? So um, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's probably what it was. So uh it's kind of like they can't do anything. You know what I mean? They can't come against me with it with uh, once they've drop shipped it out to somebody else. So not that we were ever against drop shipping. We've always, we've always, you know, said, just be careful. But I'm like, Hey, as a seller, as a seller buy myself, yeah, it's like you get to wash your hands of the item. It's over. Like go for it. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was good. So anyways, that was my story. Nice. All right. You ready for the, wait, did you share your story? I did. Well, it was just kind of a... Oh, that's right. You did. You had like the trailer. Random, it was nice. It was yeah. good. Sorry. I just thought I was, I was kind of thinking it was all part of the update. So, man, it's, it's already feeling like it's late, but it's not late. It's because we have no AC on right now. Are you hot? A little bit. I feel comfortable. Okay. But we're not going to stop this. We got to keep moving. Got to keep rolling. All right. Let's talk about some current topics. What's up? What's up in the world of, of, of reselling? Well, before we get into that, we did have... Oh, I got... We did have our awesome, our awesome meetup. Yeah, oh, I, even, I can't even put this over my head. You got it. You got it too tight. No, but check out. No, I can't put it over the headphones. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, huh? So, but what did I get? I got the sweet hat. Yeah, you got your Diet Mountain Dew hat. So he, here's what it, here's what's crazy about it. Like, you know, you go to these things. Okay, so let's let's just okay. preface this with we're talking about the meetup. Right we are. Now. We are. Sorry. Okay, I just I'm thankful. So I want to give a quick shout out to Let's Dot Ship Dot It Dot Now. Let's ship it now. That's a sweet IG handle. I like it. But anyways, Kevin was awesome because he comes in, you know, earlier in the day before the meetup, he like DMs us like, hey, can't wait to go to the meetup. And, uh, you know, he shows up. He's like, I want to tell you about the, you know, what I scored at the Salvation Army. 
But it wasn't that he was excited about like what he scored. It was that he scored this Mountain Dew have for me. That's pretty awesome. That was awesome. No, super thoughtful. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So thanks again, Kim. Appreciate the hat. I'm seriously like, <laughs> so I know some people are gonna be like, oh, that just feeds into your addiction, but I'm happy for it. No, yeah, that was that was super thoughtful. And and honestly, um, but that sets the tone of the meetup. That's it, how the meetup kind of was. It, it really was. Like it was so awesome to 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 see so many amazing people. And um, I don't know. I was just humbled that there were so many people who listen to to our podcast, right? That was awesome. And then just the caliber of people. Like I I learned so much being there, right? Like I was I was probably a little too preoccupied doing taking some video and doing stuff like that, but I still got to to talk with with different people and there were people who were just experts at so many different things, right? I'm talking to people who just know books or know Poshmark and know FBA or they're really really good and they're they're telling me things and I'm just like, man, like these are, there's some amazing no, people right. out there. I was blown away. You know, it's uh, there's a there's a couple there that were full time FBA sellers, and he, here's what you're talking about. Like, there's all these behind the scene. Like, mm-hmm. they're not big on Instagram, right? But they listen to the podcast and they showed up, and like you hear their stories, and you're like, you know, that that you know, I've do, I'm doing this full time, but sometimes you go like, this is all real. Like, right. can we really make like a living selling old shoes mm-hmm. or sending merchandise into FBA? And these are people that are really doing it, and they're doing it well. Yeah. And uh, and not only that, but it was just uh, it was kind of funny because you know when we started, right? We had uh, that one gal show up, and it was just her, right? And mm. it was just for like fifteen minutes. Mm. And we're kind of like, all right, well, I'm hoping more people show, right? Because we had like seventy RSVP, right? Right? We had about forty ish show up, and then people just started coming in, and you know, it's these scenarios are awkward. Because you're going from social media into real life, and then it's resellers, so it's like. Uh, well, and I, I, the thing is, I don't even think it's awkward as much as there's an antici- was, there's no. an anticipation of it being awkward, right? Okay, you're right, you're right. And so I think that is what there's like a fear of people thinking like, okay, how's this going to go? But within like just a couple of minutes, people walking by probably assumed we were all coworkers that have been like working yeah. together for a Especially long time. Especially when we were doing like the raffle and the giveaways, people were like, yeah. Like yeah, celebrating, high fiving. Yeah, like, it's like you. Is, there's instant camaraderie. That's one of the cool things. I mean, it's like any hobby or any any group, right? Like there's 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 some camaraderie there, and so because we're all united under one, we're just all good people that just want to have a good time and 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 help out this cool community, um, and we have something to share and talk about. Like everybody was a reseller and not even all the same thing. Like we've Orlando and I have been to like, you know, the Poshmark live thing. We're going to eBay open. And there's some, there's some reselling things that are like very specialized to one. I would say almost everybody there had a very different specialty. hundred percent. Like you had some full-time FBA sellers, full-time eBay sellers, full-time Poshmark. And And then then even within those, there were different like niches, right? Like there were some people was like, just do books, just do shoes, just do this. Right. So it's such a, like, you would think like, okay, like, well, what are you going to find common ground on? But there just is common ground. And it was so cool to just talk and, and eat some good food and have a good time. Well, and it was awesome. I don't know if you caught this, but there are some people that like went out later with other people, other yeah. resellers, right? Or they're like, they met later in the week, right? Because LA based, right? right? We had a lot of LA. There's a few San Diego, mm-hmm. right? We try to keep a central place. And uh, just these like, I, I don't know, see lifelong, but you know, <laughs> at least year long, like 
networking friendships ha- had started, right? Mm. Where people are now like, hey, let's go sourcing together. Like some people went sourcing together after. Mm. Others were like, hey, let's keep in touch. Let's go sourcing next week or let's go to dinner. And, you know, I always talk about like reselling can be a very solitary process. And if you can make it to a meetup like the one we had, I mean, ours was super casual, right? We didn't have anything intent happening. Yeah, yeah. And then we had all these awesome people that supplied things for the giveaway. So it looked like it was intense, but it really, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about it, but once it got rolling, like. Well, and part of what you said with it being casual and, and a lot of people gave us feedback on this was, and I don't know if different meetups are different, but some people were kind of shocked that there wasn't like, there wasn't any pitch or there wasn't any like, Hey, we're going to do like, we're going to teach you guys something now, or we're going to talk about a way you can make X amount of money. And it was just, everybody was just hanging out. Like there was, there mm-hmm. was no like, no grand and there was no, yeah, everybody was just, it was, it was awesome. It was cool. So, and I just wanted to say, uh, my wife wanted me to make sure I apologize for the fact that our, our babysitter canceled on us kind of last minute there. So we had to bring my son, which he did an awesome job. He didn't, he I don't good. think, make a single noise the whole night. The whole night, maybe a little bit of mess around his seat. Um, but she kind of was stuck, like, watching him and keeping him occupied. Uh, so she didn't get a chance to to talk to, to people as much as she would have liked to. Uh, but she definitely says hi, and she hopes next time to get to be able to yeah. float around a little more. No, I, I get it. I mean, you know, actually, Mike's the one that spilled something. Oof, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I spilt I spilled your 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 drink, your soda, which wasn't Mountain Dew, by the way. It wasn't. That's why it, it kind of fell. Yeah. So it, it I spilt it all over just one of our shirts. One of our shirts. One of our shirts. One of our so. giveaway shirts. Yeah. But hey, anyways, thank you guys all for being there. And if you couldn't make it, we're hoping to do another SoCal meetup in the near future. I don't know. I kind of like the casual feel. Like yeah. there's people have been asking, like, hey, can we have like speakers and workshops? I don't know yet. I don't know, because that in itself was already like very beneficial, mm. right? It's kind of, we, we talked about teacher conventions, right. like the more beneficial part of the teacher convention isn't the convention, it's the camaraderie. Yep. Yep. No, that's it. And, and especially in today's age, like if you're listening to our podcast, you already are, are going on the internet and looking at things to like learn how to do stuff, right? Correct. Typically you don't need to like go to more workshops. No, that's not to say there's not beneficial ones, but but pretty much any information you can possibly get is available for free on the internet for you. So w- the part that you can't get on YouTube or on Instagram is like the fellowship, right? Yeah. The camaraderie, the hanging 100%. out and 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 getting to I mean you can to an extent on social media, but it's just different. It's different no, it's, getting to to sit so across different. from somebody and 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 share a meal with them and it's it's a lot of fun. It was, it was great. So thank you again, all of you that made it. And if you weren't able to, you know, hopefully soon. But, uh, you know, just stay tuned. I mean, it was, I don't know. I just walked away from there going, this was too short. Like, we started having a conversation right towards the end. And I had to go back because I had my babysitter no. two and a half hours away. And I had to go all the way back. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping next time we can actually make it go into the night so we can actually talk shop. Yep. So it was good. All right, hey, real quick, that gives us an opportunity to talk about our Instagram. If you haven't had a chance to follow us on Instagram, make sure you do. We are Pure Soul Podcast. On Twitter, we are Pure Soul Cast. On Facebook, we are Pure Soul Podcast. On YouTube, if you haven't had a chance, subscribe to us. Hit that bell button to get notifications. And if you're just listening to us on the podcast, it'd be awesome if you just subscribe to us on the other end. Maybe sometime you want to not maybe watch us. You know, I don't know if you want to see two bald bearded guys, but, you know, at least keep it in the background while you're packing, you're listening. That would really be great. And, uh, oh yeah, if you want to give us, we haven't had a phone call in a while. 
Yeah, what's up with that? Give us know. a give us a call. We'd love to we'd love to put uh, your call on the uh, on the podcast. I'm sure people get tired of just hearing um, yeah. you and me speak. So no, I, I I hope not too tired though. Man, we have hopefully a few, we have from your podcast before we do an interview yet. So that's true. So uh, we are so our number is six one nine seven three eight eleven seventy. That's six one nine seven three eight eleven seventy. Give us a call. Here's and, my number. And call what me, else? Maybe. Oh wait. <laughs> Really? You had to go there? No, that's old. Okay. It's dead. And you can also email us at purosopodcast at gmail.com. And I want to throw two more things in. Three more things. Whoa. This is this is getting longer and okay. longer. Well, okay. The one thing is, hey, we always you know push this. Hey, if, if you ever want to say thank you and in some monetary form, we have a link below. Feel free, you know, just a quick donation or you want to sign up for monthly. Again, we always want to push this content free. Always, always, always. But, you know, the more financially we're able to offset the time that we're away from reselling, we can produce more videos. And so we're just trying to build that up. Yeah. And like like all those commercials say, right, like for the cup, the cost of one cup of coffee, like think of think of you you could do the, the cost of, of one cup of coffee for 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 Mike. You know, either one, one monthly, Starbucks. a monthly one. But my, coffee, Mike's not so starving. We're just it. trying to produce more content. That's right. Okay. Hey, and actually, we're I just want to throw this out there. We are on. By the time this airs, we're already going to be on two podcasts. So if you haven't had a chance, we're on Thrift Therapy Pod. If you want to hear another side, we had kind of like a psychological kind of podcast. A little more philosophical. Philosophical. And, yeah. It was a different side of Mike and I, I would say. All right, we got deep into why do we thrift and why do we collect. So if you haven't had a chance, check out La Vie on Thrift Therapy Pod. And also, uh, we have a YouTube live that we did with uh, Reezy Resells. No, wait. No, it's going to happen after this podcast. After this podcast. All right. So stay tuned because on Monday, April 15, we're going live. I believe it's at 6 o'clock. And so we'll be on Reezy Resell's uh, show. And so you can catch us there. Yeah, please show up. Like, we'd love to have your support. Like, it's it's going to be crazy talking to hopefully a lot of people who've never heard us before. So it'd be nice to have some familiar names uh, in the chat saying saying hi and, and giving us some encouragement. Yeah, and it'll it'll definitely be different. So stay tuned. We haven't had, you know, I don't think we had the we we had like two interviews, but I think the last interview we had was Wade Ventures, like back in like July. Mm, that was yeah, a long time ago. So this so this will be fun. We have no idea where, what what is gonna ask us. So we're hoping you know we come through. Yeah. So be there six o'clock April yeah. fifteen. YouTube Reezy resells. Ooh, ooh. Follow the hustle. That's yeah. the slogan. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty nice. cool. The voice. Follow the hustle. It goes Reezy Resales. Follow the hustle. I can't do it as well as the guy has that does the, it. The voiceover. I'm pretty the, close. like the movie voice. Uh, yeah. uh, we need that. We need the movie phone guy. Mm. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be. It'd be pretty nifty. I, but I do like our intro music. You know, like okay, we're gonna get a little off topic, but I think we. You know, like Gary Vaynerchuk has like his intro like sound like mm. in any Instagram video. Yeah. I think we need an. We need an Instagram sound for every video. I'll work on that. I'll, so, I'll put that on my to-do list. Uh, you know what I was thinking? You mentioned <laughs> you, you mentioned the movie, the movie phone guy. We we have a friend of ours who's who's like a that he's right. a voice man. Like That's he right. is a voice for radio. Like his voice is amazing. Like no, broadcaster he is. style. He is. So we should get him to do like an intro, like little spiel for us. That'd be cool. We just need to keep the music though. Oh yeah, yeah. I like yeah, our music, intro for music, sure. but. Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. We haven't even discussed that until now. 
And this guy, like, he would do it. Yeah, like, he wouldn't think twice about it. He's he's got the most soothing, amazing voice. It, it'll be great. He's a nice. It's, guy it's what too. Pure Russell Podcast needs. There you go. All right, all right. So thanks so much. Appreciate you listening to all that info we just dropped. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back to the important stuff. Oh, that's right. Current we topics. Current to- what okay. Do we got? So, have you had any uh, item not as described returns, like since you started reselling? Uh, nope. Not one. Nope. Even the even I the described. broken plate. Yeah, I remember they 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 went dark on me. But okay, but they did they try to return or no? Yeah, they tried. Uh, well, they they wanted me to ship two new plates to them. Okay. Yeah. So the only reason I'm bringing this topic up is because we've been getting a lot of DMs, and I think it's been mentioned like maybe on another YouTube channel. I think Scavenger Life had touched on this a little bit too, and we had people actually DM us and say, "Hey, can you talk about this?" So. I thought it would be good just to, you know, there's other listeners that don't listen to all the other things we listen to. And so last year there was a seller update where like if you had too many item that is described returns that eBay was going to charge you an extra 4% uh, on your final value fees. Yikes. So let me, let me read it. That's no joke. If your account doesn't meet our minimum performance standards at the time of sale, your final value fees will increase by 4% for sales in all categories. Holy cow. Okay. So you can, and then it says you can check it on the seller dashboard. So if you're trying to figure out where that is, you. What is that number though? What is the too many? It's based on everybody else. So, okay. Let, let me explain it. Okay. Let me, I'm almost there. Okay. Let me get a little more here. So the next paragraph says, if your rate of item as described returns is evaluated in your evaluated in your service metrics as very high in one or more categories, your final value fees will increase by 4% for sales in those categories. You can view your metrics by going to the performance tab in Seller Hub. Okay, so for example, like I'm, I'm pulling mine up and you can't see this because we, I don't know. I don't know if we ever want to do a screen share. People tell us we should, but let me try explaining this. So if you go, <laughs> you go to Seller Hub and you go to the tab performance on the top, right? And then you go to service metrics. It's the last link on there. It takes you and it compares you to others, right? So for example, right now, if I go to clothing, shoes, and accessories, my item not as described returns, I'm at a 1.18%. So I'm in this little bar that's yellow that says average. My peers or other sellers that are also selling on that they're at 1.24%. So I'm good. Mm. But if I ended up on the very high, which, you know, <laughs> in typical eBay fashion, it, it doesn't, doesn't tell it doesn't you what it numbers. is. It's just like, you just don't know. It's there. It's there. You will end up getting charged an extra 4% in your final value fees. If you want to take a screenshot of that for me, I'll uh, I'll put that on. I'll try and put it in the YouTube. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. So... The the reason I say all of this is because you you just gotta well maybe we'll put it on the YouTube I think people will find it I think people will find it okay so the reason I say that is just these are the things that you don't notice have you ever tried to check your fees on eBay do do you understand them all um, I don't I don't typically look at all of them I just assume that it's all great <laughs> I know well that's the thing like I've always looked through them and I go can I do I understand all of this? And I pretty much do. Like when it says insertion fees, final value fees, shipping, but there's always like these numbers that don't make sense. But I get, I haven't seen it cause I'm not at that level, but I guess a lot of people that have had, you know, items not as described. And again, the reason this is a big deal 
It's because if somebody wants to, let's say you don't have free returns. Let's say you have buyer pays, you know, if it doesn't fit, but if it's item that is described, they don't have to pay. Mm. A lot of buyers are going to put an item that is described. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then you're getting penalized, right? So you're getting penalized by having to pay for that return you shouldn't be paying for. And then you're being penalized for the extra 4%. Yep. Does that make sense? It does. No. So just keep an eye. You know, if you, you find that on your report you have a lot of that, there may be extra fees and there may be some false claims that maybe you can call eBay and let eBay know that, hey, you know what? This item not as described was actually a buyer trying to get out of paying for the return. So when they do not as described, do they have to give you negative feedback for that to count as not no. as described? So they can click that even if you get positive or no feedback? Correct. It's huh. just it's part of the return process. So it depends how you have it set up. So I my return, I accept all returns. Mm. So I'll get a message through eBay that'll say a buyer has requested a return. And I'll click on it and it says, you know, return has been approved by your, uh, whatever your setting. But on the bottom, you know, they may put on their like item that is described. They said it was this, but it was actually this. Does that make sense? Right. So. Can you get them to change that? Like. So what some buyers were saying and some sellers, excuse me, some sellers were saying was that they try to call eBay and try to get that reversed and eBay wouldn't do it but that they kept calling other reps and then it got changed. Hmm. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Right. It got reversed. They're trying to get the fees back. So if this is a prominent problem, like, you know, if you get enough sellers on the phone, like calling eBay about this, you know, we can make the change. Now we're not big time. Like we don't get, you know, a hundred thousand listens per podcast, but you get enough eBay sellers, you know, maybe making a fuss about it. If, if there's some injustice happening, you can make that change. Yeah. So just something to think about. But I mean, it, what makes sense is that they're trying to penalize people who are poor Bad sellers, sellers yeah. right? So that makes sense. What's a bummer about that is when people are being affected by customers who are not being honest, right, with the returns. So I guess the thing that we've got to consider is if, if they're looking at average probably most sellers who are decent sellers and, and being honest have about the same amount of item not as described from customers just being, you know, mm-hmm. using the wrong code. So I think it would probably be to end up in that very high, you probably are going to have to either one, not, I mean, I guess that the, the metrics would be off if you've only sold a handful of things. Well, and right? that's the thing. Like if you look at mine, right, it's diluted because I have so many transactions. Right. Right. But if let's say you only you cut down my transactions, I don't know, by half, right? My percentage doubles. Mm. Right. So it just I feel like I need to check mine now. I might have some some in there. Okay. We'll see what happens. Ooh. But anyways, just be aware, check it. And not, not trying to cause alarm, but that may be happening to you. Maybe a phone call you need, need to make to eBay. So are you ready for okay, we're gonna give this other story. I got I got a really bad update. I don't like At least that. I think it's, but let's talk about this next one. So I thought this was interesting. So Goodwill. Oh, we don't have our Goodwill bracelets on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The Goodwill bracelets you picked up for us. Yeah. Okay. That's for another time. We're, we're going to be sponsored by Goodwill one day. One day, maybe one day. Look at, look at our microphones. When, when they're they, Goodwill microphones. They're even blue. Yeah. It's there like a, go. it's a conspiracy. That should have made it into they our just conspiracy need a smiley episode. face on there. You know, the Goodwill face. Yep. All right. So this is kind of crazy. 
So in the in parts of New Jersey, Goodwill, what they're doing is they're teaming up with Amazon. And so they built, you can find this, it's a Bloomberg report. The title of it is Goodwill wants to take new orders right out of Amazon's hands. So what they did here, I'll just read it to you. It's the launch of a Chrome browser extension that if somebody sees something on Amazon that's new, but Goodwill in that area has it, they can, with that extension, it can take them to the Goodwill site and they can buy it online from Goodwill. Oh, that's a, that's a cool app, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a Google person and I love, uh, I love Chrome as a browser. I also know that, that most of those browser extensions and add-ons are not super popular. So I, I, I don't see that being like a huge competition for... No, I get it. The only reason I bring it up is interest. L- listen to what they said. This is, this is Goodwill. We're offering the ex- same exact goods that you can find on Amazon that you can find on Jet, and we're offering them for a much lower price than those websites do. I know when people think about Goodwill, they maybe don't think about these advancements in tech, but that's where we're headed. Okay, the reason I bring this up is it ties into this whole Goodwill thing that we've been dealing mm-hmm. with for months, right? That Goodwill is, I'm not even trying to put words in their mouth, but they're, they're, I don't know if they're in, like, okay, when I went to Orange County, I went to, like, the Goodwill headquarters. Mm. And in the Goodwill headquarters, they had, like, this little historical museum. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Like, this is where the first Goodwill was. This is the, you know, the way we help people back in the 1910s, 1930s, and da-da-da. And I go, like, this is different. Mm. Right? I mean, you can't blame them for wanting to 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 upgrade and, and move on with the times, but... I do think that uh, they're moving away from what they were trying to do originally. Yeah, or maybe they're trying to do it on the back end. Maybe they're trying to make more money to make more things happen. Don't know. But I just saw this and I go, this is just going to make it more difficult to source, right? Because now they're going to, my guess is why wouldn't you, I don't know, get Inventory Lab, Scout IQ or FBA Scan or whatever, Right, which they already do. I already know that they do scam books. Mm. But now it's going to be more prevalent, right? Yeah. Because now if it's stuff that's sold on Amazon, which Amazon doesn't have Rain Spooner shirts or Sketcher shape-ups that are used, now it's going to be even tougher, I think, to source if this program expands. Mm. And it seems like they would be probably doing just new items through that. That's what I mean. Or they may be doing used you know, because there's used electronics too that you could do, right? Right, which I would say that's one of the nice things I like about when you're starting off Amazon FBA. You can go to a Goodwill, pick up a dual deck. Right? I just think like for somebody in the back end at Goodwill at that local store to be putting in in inventory what they actually have, and then keeping that updated for when items are like. I feel like they're biting off more than they can chew. I could see where they're going with it. I just don't see this being like something that works well right off the bat for them but i do see it as a bad sign of what goodwill in in general what their what their thought is on what the their thrift store is going to be like they want to be i don't even want to just say high end but they want they want to sell like they are a typical retail store that just so happens to have used stuff instead of a thrift store which is selling stuff that anybody can afford for the most part you know like we've talked about the fact that you go in and their shoes are you know $20 or $40 for shoes that you would buy, you know, 
brand new for $30, right? So Well, but that's that's the thing. So that's the other part of it that's interesting. So you notice that retail prices are going down. Right. Thrift store prices are going up. Right? And so and the economy is booming right now, right? At least it's not booming, but yeah, no, it's booming. It is. Yeah. It is, but it's not booming like it was, right? There's a little bit of a slowdown, at, at least from what I'm seeing from reports. So now you have Goodwill that's just a little bit under retail, and then you have retail, right? And so the latest numbers show, and I don't know if you saw this Instagram, but a lot more of like Gen Z are going to thrift stores than ever before, mm. right? So what that means is that competition is going to get even more fierce because you're not just dealing with people that can't afford things going to Goodwill. Now you're dealing with people that can afford things and people that instead of doing retail now go, Hey, for just a little bit less, I can go to Goodwill. Right. So it's just going to intensify. Mm. That's my view on things. Now, when the economy crashes, which somebody at the meetup said, you guys always talk about that. Do we always talk about the economy crashing? Um, I, I, I feel like we have a few times, but I think it's one of those things that we, it's not even so much like a crash, but it's just, it's economics, right? Like I'm deaf. I'm not an economist. I don't, I'm not, I don't claim to be an expert, but throughout history, there's always, there's always times of, of up and then down. There's always an ebb and flow. There's always, there's always expansion and then there's a recession. And I feel like we've had the longest expansion in U.S. history. In a long time. No, no, in U.S. history, like we've never had an expansion that's lasted this long economically. I think you're, I'm a history guy. I think you're right, but so it's just it's it's. I think it, it's not even so much being like a doomsday because it's not like we're saying like the world's going to end, the economy is going to crash, and we're all going to be doomed. As much as the natural process of economies is for things to self-regulate, which can be painful for a short period of time as that's happening. So as resellers, how can we? how can we not have our head in the sand and be prepared for that and say like, okay, mm -hmm. when this happens, how is it going to affect sourcing? How is it going to affect selling? How do we diversify even our hustle, right? Like that's the time that, that you might need to consider how you're spending your money in order to capitalize on the fact that the economy is in a low, which is actually very beneficial for a lot of people. That's, that's where a lot of the the exchange of money happens, right? Like mm -hmm. money, wealth that. changes yeah. hands more in, in, a low economy than it does in a high economy. So um, if you're a hustler, that's that's potentially good news for you. Agreed. So just be aware. Yeah. <laughs> Goodwill is definitely, you know, we talked about two podcasts ago how they're using AI. Oh. I mean, Goodwill could be the tipping point for the economy crashing. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go that far. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to another topic. All right. This is, I'm going to use the word cray. Cray? I think this is cray. Cray cray? I'm not going to say cray cray, but I'm going to say cray. All right. So, so PayPal, I don't know. Have you been, have you caught this? I don't know if you've caught this. So PayPal has this update happening that are, that's going to go into effect May 7, 2019. Okay. Okay. Let me read this to you. We're changing how we treat refunds. This is right off the PayPal site. All you have to do is Google PayPal update policies 2019 and you'll eventually get to that link. It says, we're changing how we treat refunds. If you refund partially or fully a transaction to a buyer or a donation, a donation to a donor, there are no fees to make the refund, but the fees you originally paid as the seller will not be returned to you. Did you catch that? Let me read that one more time. There are no fees to make the refund, 
But the fees you originally paid as a seller will not be returned to you. So they keep the fee? 100%. The 2.9%. Hmm. So if I sold something for $1,000, right, and somebody wants to return, I lose those $29. Think about that. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a big deal. So let's say you have 1,000 transactions a month. Right, and I'm saying you have a thousand returns, but let's say you have ten returns and they're bigger price returns, right? And maybe you know, in time over the year, you're you'd be talking about several hundred dollars you're losing. Is there? I mean, can you build that into the return process with customers though? Like anything oh, no. that mm-hmm. that like, like full refund, fee. full refund minus two point nine percent. Well, you can't do. I think fee? I don't think you could do a restocking fee if you're trying to be top rated seller. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I'm pretty sure you can't do a, a restocking fee if you if you want this operated seller free returns. So I don't know. You know, there's a part of me that goes, this is unethical, or in, unjust. Like there's something that really bothers me about this. I guess the only thing that to to play devil's advocate here that I could see where PayPal is coming from is you're still using their service. In fact, you've used their service twice now. Agreed. I mean, you sign and you agree to things. Well, no, no, no. But okay. I mean, but I mean, like the service they're providing of transferring money from from the customer to you, and then now back from you to the customer. Literally, the money has gone through their processing system twice now, and so if they did that twice with no fee, they're kind of the one losing out. True, so, but right now, before these go update, the only thing they so they charge you thirty cents for that transaction to happen. Right. So they're not, they're still making money on the transaction. Do you get what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. Right. So they're kind of like double dipping. Okay. Yeah. I can see that being an issue then. Right. So I don't know. And here's the other part of it. So you haven't signed up for managed payments on eBay yet, right? For what? Managed payments. I don't think so. I don't (laughs) even know what that is. I thought we talked about this. I don't think so. So, you know, eBay is moving away from PayPal. Oh, okay. So, right, I think by like 2020 or soon, they should have their own, they're using another company, but they should have their own Mm in-house management system. And so a lot of people opted in right after eBay opened. But the problem with it is if you opt in, you can't do PayPal. Ooh. And you can't do global shipping. Ooh. The global shipping program. But yet it's eBay's program? Yeah, but the transition hasn't fully happened yet. Like, they haven't figured that part Listen, all I'm going to say is I don't know enough to be like at that level on eBay. So I, I'm not going to diss eBay because maybe there's a lot that I don't know about. Oh, yeah. The the, the tech involved with, I mean, just the, the the coding involved to make processes like that. It's insane. But um, but it just seems weird that you'd be losing one of the, their functions. Like it makes sense that you would lose functions that would be from outside of eBay that like PayPal provides. But global shipping... So, yeah, so you're like, so you're stuck, like you're in this quandary because, okay, if you go to manage payments, you're not going to be out that PayPal money. So what's the benefit? Okay, so. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if eBay had everything ready to go, you could jump from PayPal and say, you know what, I'll do eBay's managed payments, and I'm good because they're throwing in Apple Pay now, Google Pay's jumping in there, like, people can use their credit. Like, it's it's actually a good thing, hmm. except for you can't do PayPal and you can't do global shipping. I think global shipping is a big, huge 
ridiculous deal. Like I'd rather lose my money from PayPal that 2.9% all year from returns because my biggest sales come from the global shipping yeah. program. I mean, it does seem to be true. Yeah. I wouldn't want to lose global shipping for sure. So, yeah. I mean, cause like, kind of like we mentioned, even with like the drop shippers, like the nice thing with global shipping is kind of get to wash your hand of the item once it's out. hundred percent. Like all the time. I mean, again, we keep pushing global shipping. I have never had a problem with global shipping. Or even even customers like complaining or or even I, I feel like haggling. I don't know if it's something about the international buyers, but when they buy something through global shipping, I feel like I've gotten a few people complain and they usually don't end up buying about the cost of global shipping. Correct. But they never make offers on the items. They just buy the item. 100%. Like full price. Yep. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like, Oh, well, I'll let, I guess I'm good with PayPal taking advantage of me. It's just, I just really wish eBay would resolve this fast. Mm. Right. That would be a win for sellers all around. If if eBay, and I'm not eBay's PR person, but if I was. But you got that eBay tattoo. That's true. Sorry. That's why I wear these long <laughs> sleeves. But, but I, I'm, I, I don't know. I think I'm good with PR. I don't know. Well, Mike, Mike thinks where I'm at, but. I've always been like when I worked as an administrator, it was always best foot forward, hundred percent every single time. And when there were those opportunities to separate us from the crowd, I was all over it. Mm. Right? I think that's good marketing. Like you know, some you know we'd have our like competition schools because we're, we're at a private school, and I always made it like I would never talk bad about another school, but I would always push what we can do really well. Mm. Right. And people get the message. So eBay could say, you know, as a result of, you know, PayPal, you know, doing this update, we've expedited our process. And now we will allow global shipping for all transactions under, under the new managed payments. I feel like if, if, if it's not like they just have it in their back pocket and they're holding it back, like no, I they haven't figured it out yet. I know, but this should push it like. This would be a win. Like, cause you know, I love eBay. eBay is incredible. I wouldn't be here doing the podcast or living the life I'm living without eBay, but you know, eBay gets a lot of flag and this is one that I think they definitely could win. So anyways, all right, well, hopefully we don't get to, and this is actually, even if they cancel the trend, even if you cancel the transaction, like that's it. And I get, I get, I don't get them all the time, but I get one or two a week where Somebody buys something and they're like, uh, can you cancel that? There mm. 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 we go. Think about that. Like, you know you've arrived when you can take money from people and no one can do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could do a class action. I don't know. I'm not saying do that. I just, I think it's kind of wild that PayPal can do this. I mean, we do agree to it. I get it. So, again, I'm not going to complain. I'm thankful for PayPal, too. I just think it's wrong. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody else will develop a system besides PayPal. That's funny. So I'll say this. So before the podcast, I told Mike, I'm like, let's keep this positive. Right. Remember? Yeah. And, and, and then my, my comment back to you was we got to be real like this. We don't want to be fake positive. And maybe you took that too far. Cause you're, you're pretty aggressive right now against PayPal. You're, you're, you're spreading some PayPal hate. I don't. And not. I've been the one that's been kind of in the past been like, PayPal's old school, like, but, but man, you're, you're ready to like dump them out the back and say, see you later. It's just, I it's hate just, you, PayPal. 
I'm not there, but I love PayPal because PayPal allows me to do global shipping still. Or eBay managed payments doesn't. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I want to throw this quick update here. So the college picker in his jean jacket. This is going to be like a <laughs> continuous thing. So if you guys haven't been following, college picker picked up a Levi's jean jacket for $1.50. I think he flipped it for, was it 5200 To somebody in Japan three weeks ago. And he shipped it the first time. And it didn't make it through customs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he shipped it again. And there was a problem with Etsy and the insurance or something. Because if you sell anything more than 2500 it gets kind of tricky. So I, I don't want to bore you guys with the details. I just want to give you a quick update. I told Eric I would do this because there's so much to learn. And eventually, I think Eric's going to make a YouTube about this. And we're going to have Eric on our show in the near future. Eric, if you, you don't know that, you know now. You're coming on. You've been told, voluntold. <laughs> You've been voluntold. And uh, so Etsy told him to reuse the same FedEx label that he used the other time. Huh. And I'm not sure why Etsy. See, I'm losing my faith in Etsy as a result of this whole debacle. Because he sold it on Etsy. Because you sell good vintage stuff on Etsy. <clears throat> and uh, he sent it. It made it through customs. But it was rejected because it was a FedEx label that was being reused. So it was sent back to him in, in Texas. And I just think, I mean, poor customer and poor, poor uh, college picker, man. Oh. So, and I told, I told Eric from the beginning, I said, you should just fly to Japan. Like, and just hand it to the guy. And just well, no, because then he's got to declare it on his customs uh, coming into the country. You've got to say how much the value of stuff you're, you're bringing but, in. But at least, like, I feel like you have some kind of control if you fly out there. You know what I mean? Like right now, like he hasn't, like I've seen the update. I, I would, cr I cringe because it's like it showed up here. It showed up here. It's been delayed and oh. it's like days. Like he doesn't hear anything for days. And so anyways, all right. Yeah. He actually does have a YouTube. It says sold for, okay. If you want to check it out, we don't always push everybody else, but I think it's a great story. Sold for, $5,722 on Etsy. I hope I don't get scammed. Proof video, 4K. I think he just... <laughs> so if you want to hear more of that That's story... No Speaking of which, um, uh, another just quick shout out to Eric at The College Picker. Um, he sent in... He mentioned a, a quote on uh, on one of his Insta stories. Oh, that's and, right. And he called me out on it because he knows that I love quotes. So uh, I figured I'd... I'd, I'd Say thank you for that, and then give that as the quote of the week, which I don't have it in front of me. So this His is going to be. It wasn't a good quote, though. No, I thought it was great. You thought it was? I thought it was bad. No, it's wonderful. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Okay, so the quote was: "The person you'll be in five years from now is the person you are today, plus the books you read and the people you surround yourself with." Something to that effect, mm -hmm. which I think that's great. I'm because it up right now. Because I, I've always said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's a, another quote that I've heard and. I kind of live by, and I think that there's nothing that has a bigger impact on your life than the people you're around and like the books you read or like the information you're consuming, right? So basically the idea of the quote was, you're going to stay the exact same. You're not going to progress in life unless you surround yourself by good people and bring in good information in your life. You read good books, you spend time with good people. You want me to read it? Let's hear it. Do you know, I don't even know who this is. Charlie Tremendous Jones? Okay. Is that a real quote. person? I don't know. Okay. 
You will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Yep. That's perfect. That's a great quote. Why don't you like that? Because I think you are not the same person in five years based on the people you meet and the books you read. No, like, that's what it's saying. It's saying, is you, it? yeah, no, what it's saying is you're not going to, if you don't, if you don't read any books, you're going to be the exact same person five years from now. If you read some good books, you're going to be a different person five years from now. Same thing with people. That's what it is saying. So you're saying the, the people in the books change? Yes. Who are in five years. Yep. Okay. Then I'm hundred percent agreeing. Yep. So basically it's saying like, if you want, if you want to be a better person five years from now, you need to read good books, surround yourself by good people. I hundred percent. Or if you want to be a bad, uh, be in a worse position five years from now, surround yourself by people that you don't want to be around and uh, don't read anything good or consume good information. I agree though. I've seen so many people's lives just go in terrible directions because everything was all good. Then they started connecting with the wrong people. And then they started reading certain books that, you know, changed their mindset about whatever. And the, I've seen all kinds of people's lives destroyed because it's so true. Or, or it goes the other way, right? So yeah. you, you go up or down. It's, Keep it's, it positive. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's a curse. And I think books are, are key. I think books are, are more powerful than, than other forms of media. Um, but I do think that we consume other forms of media more often. So it's the same thing is true with this. Like the YouTube videos you're watching, the Instagram the accounts podcast. you follow, right? Yeah, the podcast you listens to that you listen to. All of those things affect who you are. And I think if you like take a moment. So anyways, I just want to say thank you, Eric, for, for calling us out on that and allowing me to to school Orlando on what that quote was saying. <laughs> no, it, it, it was it was worded awkwardly. It was worded awkwardly. I, I just I, I just was I just looked at that. And and here's the thing. I know that to be true about books because, in you know, in college, you have teachers with different agendas. Mm. And the teachers are never outright like, you know, you see in the news like this, teach, this college professor said this. When I went in my master's program, the professors never outright told me what they believed. But man, based on the books I read, I knew exactly what they believed. Oh yeah, and 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 it doesn't matter what you believe. What you can be really strong in one, you know, belief system, one political worldview, one ideology, and the more you consume information from either that side or another side. You 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 start to morph and change into the things you're consuming. It's it's difficult to consume anything without it impacting who you are. So it's same thing as a reseller. Like you got to be careful what YouTube. <laughs> I feel like we're being parents, but it's so true. Like people say this all the time, and there's actually misinformation on YouTube. I know it sounds crazy, but there are some people that will steer you in the wrong direction to help benefit their business. And I'm not going to give you details or specifics. You just got to be careful because you can, and and also you got to make sure you understand when those videos were posted because what applied three years ago may not apply now. Yep. So, so yeah, just be careful because it definitely will change you as a reseller. And again, it goes to our meetup. Yep. Like we came out of that meetup refreshed, developed new friendships, and we're in a positive direction as a result of that meetup. Yep. No, absolutely. And, um, and you know, I we I think we've gotten some pretty positive feedback from from some of our listeners about the kind of the joke we made uh, a couple episodes ago about uh about doing a book review. But I I'll do try. think I do think I do think we should like add a, a quick element where it's just like a brief summary of like what's a takeaway from this like self help book or or just like a great work of literature or something, and how does it apply to your life and reselling? And and just like quick couple minutes, like that way it could be like a spark notes of. So that way you can consume it on your own, but you can get like just a, a quick dose from us. Pure Hustle Podcast, just 
There you go. There you go. I, like no. the Eat the Frog, right? I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That's a whole book. Literally, if you listen to our two-minute discussion about Eat the Frog, you don't have to read that book anymore. I should, but I want you to read that book. You should read it. Like the books we talk about are books you should read. So I don't know. Maybe we will. Let us know in the comments below. What are your thoughts? Is it bad if we took a couple minutes? Like, do you just want us to focus on reselling or do you want us to take the books and apply it to reselling? I like the art of war. I thought that it would yeah. be it'd be a pretty intense discussion. It would be. It'd be crazy. Or maybe it becomes one of our even episodes. Like we take like five books and we just like No, 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 no. It's gotta it's gotta be spread out slowly. Yeah, it's gotta be spread out slowly. There's this there's Or one day when we do this full time, that's we'll do one episode every it, week. One episode a week is just like yeah, the book the book review. And then like there'll be like a whole section on like what What's Mike drinking for the day? And, and it'll be like in a library with like bookcases behind us. And we'll just be sitting on these nice chairs. You're a dreamer, Maybe man. Maybe I'll have a pipe in my hand. <laughs> oh, let's talk about this. With some like fancy classical music playing in the it'd background. Be, it'd be awesome. Pure Hustle Masterpiece Theater. Trademark that before somebody <laughs> else takes it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, wow. That was a tangent and a half. Okay. Anyways, so hey, I, I'm just looking at Eric's video. It's a pretty. It's like a 29 minute video about his whole shipping problem. That so we'll keep you updated in a couple podcasts. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, it makes it. All right. Last topic. So, I wanted to bring this up because we have been talking about Amazon, and you're not on YouTube a lot, right? Like, do you because you're super busy. So do do you watch some videos throughout the week? No, that's that's the sad part. Is I I. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't consume as much information from other resellers as I should. Okay. So I rely on you to 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 give me the so spark noted versions. So I I watch a I I don't watch. I like listen a lot of YouTube. Like I put it on the car. Like I'm not watching it while I'm driving. Okay. Sometimes I am, but not always. Um, did you I, just admit to committing a crime? I don't think it's a crime. Oh, it's, it's a hands crime. free. Yeah, but you can't watch it. Really? There's a statute 100%, about that? yeah. It is California, so I wouldn't be surprised. Love my state, but man, the regulations. So I've been lately, so you know you get those, uh, what is it called, like recommended or like for you or whatever it is, like on YouTube? Yeah. Like I keep, you know, so I'll watch like a couple Amazon videos, and I keep getting retail arbitrage over and over and over again. And what I notice is like these Videos have been out for maybe a day or two. And, and maybe some of our listeners out there are the ones creating this video. So I, I'm not, we are not, we always want to preface, like, I'm not opposed to this. We just want you to be careful because here's what's happening. I'm noticing. So, and I've, I can say this because I've, I've been in, you know, in reselling for a few years. So when I started, you know, now it's going to be six years soon, right? Like actually reselling six years ago, it was all about eBay, like eBay, 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 eBay. And then, Four years ago, then started this like Amazon wave. And it was more like, you know, doing FBA, like there's this major like FBA guy, Chris Green. I think his name was Chris Green. And he had this like, he was like the ultimate like guru when it came to FBA. And and so a lot of other people were talking about FBA. And then I think what happened in the reselling community is everybody was like, oh man, like what have we started? Right? Because then boom, like Amazon competition just exploded. Mm. And then there was a lull and everybody was like, hey, I'm getting out of Amazon. Like, it's getting too crazy. Like, you know, da da da, da. And now we're back to, like, there's, like, this new, you know, we had talked about, like, a lot of resellers coming on board because of Gary Vee and Trash Talk. But that's more like eBay. 
But there's this whole other side I see of up and coming Amazon FBA sellers that are producing retail arbitrage videos. And the difference between, I guess, the first wave of Amazon videos and now is that the first wave was more of like, hey, these are things I pick up at like a garage sale or a thrift store. I'm sending this, this into FBA. Right. And, and most of those videos were all like video games and, and like use electronics or a lot of them were about books. Like a lot of them were about books. Now it's like I'm going into Marshall's. I'm going into Ross. I'm going to Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to Target. And they actually are showing the exact items they're picking up. So the stuff we just warned against doing Q4. Correct. And, and I think it all started in Q4 with, you know, the Monopoly for Millennials video. I think – that took it to the next level. Again, I'm not opposed to any of that. You do what you want. You just got to be careful. I'm opposed to blatantly sharing. I'll say it. I'm opposed to blatantly sharing and and, and killing bolos for everybody. Hmm. I, I am. I, I Are you agreed with me on that one still? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I think it's just a bad practice. Now, if you want to grow your YouTube, I think it's genius, <laughs> right? Because strategically, people are going to want that information that, you know, they don't have to, like, go out there and work for it. Hmm. But um, I don't know. I feel like we're getting a little controversial here. Are you okay with that? No, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I think I think the hard part with that is what it does is I don't want to I, I don't want to say it's taking advantage of people because I, I I'm sure that most of the people who are doing those videos genuinely want to help people, right? Like they want people to to be able to make money and do what they're yeah, doing. These are good money. guys. The yeah. videos making they're good guys. I mean they're they're in a Great job. I, I don't think there's any ill intent from them. Right. But what ends up happening is the people who watch the videos and then go out and spend a bunch of money on those bolo items, potentially they, they end up being victims in the situation, right? Because they watch something, they go out and purchase the items, and because so is everybody else, the market tanks, and then now they're stuck with these items, and and it's just it ends up hurting the people who like potentially went out and and were found these items on their own and so so it is it, it I don't think anybody wins like maybe the first person in that sells the items like there's one or two people that win and then a lot of people lose whereas without sharing information there's probably many people who win and some people who do okay but I don't think there's as many losers does that make sense no I agree no and that's the thing so like I would say one of the first people to like really push FBA I think was Reezy Resells like he he has this video about like how to make a million dollars selling Nike or something like that, and it has a ton of views. But he, you know, it was never like this, like this exact model, yeah, like pick up you know, pick up serial number, blah blah blah, or yeah. this shoe, or, or I went to like, and some of these videos aren't saying exactly, but they're like, hey, I go to this store, I check out this, and so you're right. Well, I I think, and I'm hoping it's not the case, but you know, a lot of people are getting burned on the on, on certain items. A lot of people are getting burned on certain stores, I would say. And and the other part is, you know, you got to be careful because just because you see it doesn't mean you can do it too, right? I, for example, Nike. Like, I've been ungated in Nike for years, but that's just because I've been selling Amazon for years. If you're a newbie, you're not going to yeah, be able to get work. on Amazon at least, at least for six months, yeah. maybe longer. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, like, the one of our first quote of the weeks was that old saying, right, of, or actually, I don't even think it was that quote, but you said it was like it. The teach a man, uh, a give give a man yeah. a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. It's kind of the thing, right? Like the videos, the best videos are the ones that teach you how to do it and not what to buy, right? So, 100%. Yeah. 
And so the, cool. Yeah. So don't share. <laughs> All right. So and, and and with that added, I just want to let you guys know, those of you that are new, I get a lot of people that want to do Amazon. Like, be careful because just because somebody can model doing something doesn't mean you have the same access, right? You have the same, you know, there's still a lot to learn. It's not as easy as it looks. Another part, be aware that there will be major, major competition, major competition. I, I can't, I can't even tell you like, so I almost wonder if, if that, this might just be an extra tip. Who knows? Let's say you're out scanning and you're doing like just the grunt work, right? Scanning, scanning, scanning. Ooh, I found an item, right? Maybe put it into YouTube and see if there's somebody who's already made videos about it. Like just Google like Amazon FBA and put in that item because maybe that's not an item to buy because maybe you found... No, it could be. Like so that... Because that's happened to you, right? Like you bought items and then you get them home and then it's like... Oh, I'll go wait, on Instagram. This and is already out, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe part of your research is... Does any... Is anybody talking about this yet? Not to share it, but to say like, okay, there's silence in the community. This is a good bolo for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's <laughs> that's been my rule of thumb lately. So, like last week, there was a major video game item that was all over Instagram, and I went today to all the big box stores, and they were all sold out. But I didn't go pursue that item because I knew, like the like, unless I can get it to the warehouse before everybody and sell it like super fast, I'm gonna be stuck with it, mm. or I'm gonna be I might end up losing money. So. Just again, Amazon is awesome. You just got to be careful with it. So I hope we handle that well. I'm, I'm not, I think if you want to make the videos and you want to share the information, hey, if, if that works for you, it's good for you. But again, like we are very big on retail items. Like I just wouldn't share. I just, I just wouldn't. And, and I think uh, people have accused us even of, of being part of the problem of here's why Goodwills and, and thrift stores are able to charge so much more and it's ruining it for other resellers is because people are talking about bolos and what they're buying. So, so we understand kind of the hate of that, you know, when all we are trying to do is help people. But I think the difference is the things that are, we share typically the unique rare items that, that our listeners find. Like we have all the time people DM us like, Hey, we found those random Illuminati card mm -hmm. game, right? Yeah. Like, so people still find the bolos, but it's not like, every Goodwill is going to be now on the lookout for that item. hundred percent. Right? And Goodwill already has all tools and they have the level, the playing field is level for Goodwill as it is when it comes to eBay, right? You got to find the item. You got to be able to get it. When it comes to retail, you just got to get in your car and drive to that store. And it's guaranteed pretty much it's there, or you can go online and order it online. That's a huge difference. So, okay. Let's, let's, let's talk oh. about, some good hustles of the week. Hustle of the week. Right. So this one that you're going to talk about, Mike, I like it. And the you reason like it? I like it because it's interesting because it's across the pond. Whoa. That's cool. So, all right. All right. Here we go. So um, Pete with the IG handle of at Chatty Pete, which is C-H-A-D-D-Y-P-E-T-E, -E, saw a... You're going to have to help me with the uh, pronunciation of this. Is it... I think it's shot or Scott. Shot, Scott. <laughs> it's one of the Scott's other. leather bomber jacket behind the counter at a thrift store for thirty pounds, which is thirty nine U S dollars. At, at least that's what the conversion thing says. That's kind of cool talking in pounds. So it's in pounds. And we have some UK listeners, by the way. Yeah. So and Chad and Pete listens to us too. So you know what? So in a in a future in a future upcoming uh, uh, 
episode, I'll be drinking tea just for, I love tea too. So anyway, so, um, so he knew that, that these shot jackets were a big brand, uh, from his school days, which cost a hundred pounds. So $130 and held value. It's always good when you can look back and see like, Oh, I remember when I was, when I was younger, that was a brand. Right. Um, so we saw it was made in the USA label, Sold for 160 pounds, 208 dollars. That's funny that the Made in USA label is like big there, because like a lot of times we're looking for like Made in England labels, right? That, but that's the cool part. Like, that's cool. Somebody at another part of the world saw a Made in the USA, and like that was a big deal. Yeah, and that's actually a bolo here in the US. Nice. Like, these jackets. Yeah, these jackets. Like, and you know, like I think that was one of the bolos I shared two weeks ago. Bomber jackets, but shot or Scott S C H O T T. Like though, though, there's money in those. Yeah. So good find. Um, always, always be on the lookout for things, especially we've talked about this in the past. I think we talked about it too on the thrift therapy, uh, podcast of look at things that were popular when you were younger and in high school, because as, as you get to the point where your kids would be around the same age, those things tend to become popular again because people share with their kids or with, with their younger siblings and they want them to have the same experience. And, uh, and so, so yeah, so things that were popular when you were younger, as you started to get older, you, you already know. You don't even have to research. You I just, mean, just know. We talked about this actually on Thrift Therapy Pod, like yeah. the feeling you get when you see those nostalgic items. Yep. Like, so think about the feeling you get. Imagine the person that's on eBay trying to find it and then they find it. It's good stuff, man. So hey, Pete, he's awesome. I mean, he, so <laughs> his Insta stories, if you had a chance, I would definitely follow him. He finds all kinds of just great items and he's real i was to me he's one of those you know sellers that i think he needs a lot more attention because he really knows what he's doing and he's real good stuff i mean all of the people that we talk about are real but i don't know i i appreciate his content that's all awesome. well, well thank you very much so thank for, you people thanks for, for sending that in <clears throat> okay you're gonna like this hustle of the week let's hear it this happened at the meetup nice did you hear about this i didn't hear it okay so this is tyler at flipping it underscore on IG. So he came to the meetup. Yep, I met him. Good guy. He's a great guy. guy. Young guy too, yeah. right? Like I'm I'm double his age and more. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I never thought I'd feel that old. Hey, I just sold something. This is gonna be my hustle of the week, maybe. Do you see that? That is wild. Jelly. All right. <laughs> okay. So back to Tyler. I'm just so shocked about that. Okay. Tyler, IG handle at flipping it underscore. So one of the most humble guys I would say I've met in reselling, right? I mean, yeah, good guy. He, you know, again, I, I keep going back to meetup, but there was no grand standing. Like no one was like, I make six figures a year mm-hmm. or I, you know, none of that. So IG is there and there, I guess he's sitting at a, at a table at the meetup with Shannon Solo Bolo Diva on, on Instagram who has FBA courses too. And she knows her stuff. So they're there and they're just talking. And Shannon goes, you know, it'd be awesome if we could like just scan stuff here. Right? Well, Tyler goes, yeah, there's no barcodes, but there's the image search. You know, when you right. So he does the image search on a product. And I'm not going to call the product out, but I think you all know what it is. And so he finds it. And they, they sell at this location for under $5. And basically, he picked up 37 of these at the meetup. From the restaurant. Whoa. <laughs> like, seriously, I should, I, 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 I'll show you the boxes. So 
30 so he picks it up. It's so funny because you know, I'm at home. Like I already left the meetup. Are, are we accidentally sharing a bolo we shouldn't be sharing? No, I talked to him. We already we we squared this away. We're good. Right? So so Tyler sends me this picture and he has like three boxes full of this item, right? Jeez. Oh, okay, and so so he has this item, right? You see it? Uh-huh. Okay. So $175 potential net profit from the meetup. So the meetup, he didn't just pay for his food. He didn't just pay for his transportation. He made money, not just theoretically from the meetup, but by being there. So he's definitely the, the best hustler at the meetup. Tyler, you're, you're crushing it. When you, when you can make money when you're out talking about making money, that's <laughs> there you legit. Go. There you go. And there are other like resellers that have been reselling for a long time that totally missed it. Like didn't they didn't even notice it. it. I didn't think about it. I'm at home going, this guy's legit. Like he just, he just, did he really just do this? That's good. That's good thinking, man. So by the time this podcast drops, I'm pretty sure everything he has is sold out already. So, so Tyler and I went back and forth and we talk about this and he was good with it. So, all right. So wow. shout out to you, Tyler. Flipping it underscore on Instagram. Make sure I get, let me make sure I got that right. Yep. Flipping it underscore. So F L I P P I N G I T underscore. Cool. On Instagram. That's good stuff. All right. All right. What's, what's our next listener hustle of the week? Next listener hustle of the week. Uh, Manny Instagram handle is J B K S underscore. So while searching on Facebook marketplace, which is something I've never used. I, neither, I haven't either. But, I feel like I should. Yeah. So came across a crash 2017 Honda Civic that the owner was selling parts from. Um, so he got his tools and went over, picked up an OEM factory car stereo and an AC control and paid 50 bucks. This is, that's, that's cool. Like, like going and I'm going to take parts out of your car, right? See, it's crashed. You remember my Honda Pilot? Remember mm-hmm. how I took the leather seats out took of my the old seats, one? Yeah. And I, so I'm thinking like, now I did give it to somebody and it's going to benefit their family, but... I thought I could, I actually did think about keeping my pilot and just putting it on Craigslist and having people just part it out over Parts, time. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so he pays 50 bucks, took the advice and took quality photos and listed above the competition uh, that was selling it from around 280 to 350. Ended up selling for $589, $589 plus shipping, paid 50. Also, the- wanted to thank his wife for being supporting of him, uh, bringing things. She's not okay with. Yeah. Do, do you ever have those moments? Oh, yeah. Where you're like, hey, are you okay if I buy this? Right? What What I liked about this, and, and this is not like to brag about us, but he, the fact that he followed the our advice of listing high. Listing high. That list, list higher, take quality photos. Think about it. 350 was like the top, and he yeah. went 589. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that's genius. Um I'm sure people around, I mean, I've always kind of wished that I knew more about cars because, you know, um, I feel like there's a lot of people I talk to that, that can do that. They buy, they, sometimes they just buy and fix up cars. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do that. They, mm-hmm. they piece out cars. Um, I, I really don't know anything about cars and I end up spending money. Like I mentioned, I had to fix my car. The spark plug exploded oh. and it cost like 2000 bucks to fix. You know, that's sad. Manny told me it was going to cost that much in the DMs. <laughs> oh, really? Because he owned the shop. Mm. And I kind of was like, I don't want to let Mike know. Like, maybe it'll be cheaper, but no, oh, yeah, it was. Sorry, man. But it it, it worked out. They they did. I have a great mechanic. That's it's it's always good to have a good mechanic you can trust, and I, I do trust them. So, um, but 
yeah, no, it's genius to think that, and because all the time I, there's a car that was parked out in front of my house for the longest time that was going for like $800. Right. And I just used to think like, man, if I knew anything about cars, like I could probably put a thousand bucks into it and sell it for four or 5,000, you know, no, but you're right. I don't know anything about cars. So do you remember our friend Jack that we used to work with worked on the second floor? Yep. Yep. Okay. So he's a car enthusiast. He's like, hmm. and he's a Beamer guy. And I, I still, I, you know, what? I'm going to call him tomorrow because he all the time would go to pick your parts, which is like a auto, mm -hmm. I forget what you call those places. But like we a can, pick and pull. Pick and pull. That's what it is. Yep. And he would get like, you know, parts from a Beamer and he would sell it to like people like in Europe for a lot of money. But he never. You got to know what you're looking at. Yeah. But he, but he knew. Mm. And he just, <laughs> he just wouldn't list us though. I just like, what are you going to list? Like now is the time. But there, the stuff he was he was showing me, and he only it would pay like five ten bucks and stuff. There's money to be made, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot of people. Um, I think of a hustler, uh, hustle at home mom, uh, Ashley. So one of her big hauls a couple of years ago was she bought all these auto parts, like grills and everything, mm. and it was like average was six dollars per part, and she's been flipping them for like fifty to eighty each. And all she has to do is put the label and just ship out. Nice. So, anyways, Manny, that was impressive. Cause I good job. I I looked at that and I go, man, if I only had the ability to do something like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, the other thing too is like we've talked about with with one of the benefits of this podcast is we get to share stories and different people's mm -hmm. like their niche. Um, but but also one of the things we want to make sure is we don't want everybody to feel, including ourselves. Like you have to do everything. Like you got to find what works I for agree. you. So, so maybe there's listeners out there who do know cars and that's their niche or people who are like, you know what? I don't, but like, that seems fun to me. Um, I kind of wish I could do it, but I, I, I honestly don't want to learn. You know what I mean? Like I, I'd rather learn something else than cars. So, um, but it's good to know that if there, the people out there who love this, like there's money, like there's always, there's always an opportunity. You just got to find it. No, I get it. I mean, I made my piece where I always tell people like if my car breaks down, I could tell you what happened in the second crusade at a certain battle, but I couldn't fix it. And that's just my life. Like, that's the way it is. So you got to play to your strengths. But I can find stuff when I'm sourcing that are historical that other people would miss because I, I know history. Yep. Right? So you just got to play your strengths. I know your strengths, man. All right. Your hustle of the week. Oh, my hustle of the week. How about you go first? Let me think about okay, it. Okay. It's my sale that just happened. Oh, man. Because I had it. another. Okay. Both hustles are going to bother you. So I don't know which one to tell you. Do you want to go with a hustle from the rummage sale or do you want to go with? Ooh. Let's do the major rummage sale. All right. Okay. So if you guys heard a few podcasts ago, we went to like SoCal's largest rummage sale. And I want to say this is a hustle of the week because the potential was there. It just, we didn't realize it at the time. So we went through this rummage sale, right? And you picked up, did you sell those lucky jeans? Uh, not yet, no. What happened with the A-Track? Uh, haven't tested it yet because I don't have an A-Track. Uh, oh, so it's become yeah. a project. Yeah, it's, it's a project okay. now. Was there something else you picked up? No, I think that was that. Okay, so remember I picked up 13 hats? Mm -hmm. Now, you remember you told me like there's hats over there. Yep. Did you look through the hats? No, I don't know hats yet. Like I, I, okay. I always, I, I need to learn hats. I, I'm... That's not my area. I want to learn it, but I'm scared of them. So this is going to be my bolo too. So 
I already sold. So we paid $26 for all the stuff we got for the hats, for your lucky jeans, the A-Track. So I already sold one Marine hat for $25 and I sold another Padres hat for $21. So I, I'm already in the green and I still have 11 hats left. That's pretty awesome. That That's a hustle right there. And you know, I've only, I've sold, I think maybe one or two hats. I mean, I've, I've sold the Apple hat. That was huge. That was, a, that was that an was easy nice. pickup. Um, but other hats, I mean, I've got a whole tote, not a whole tote full, but a tote with mini hats in it. And there's this one hat that I've thought is going to sell multiple times. And now I have this like odd stalker person on it. And it's this Mickey Mouse hat. Oh yeah, I've seen that hat. And a person like every, it's probably, I'd say once every three to four months makes an offer, but is very aggressive and mean in the email. And I haven't blocked him yet because I don't, I just I'll show you how to do yeah, it. Show me how to block. Um, and his messages are always like, come on now. Wait, wait, let me just, let me just tell the listeners right now how to block. Yeah, yeah. How do we I mean, this is the goal of our podcast, right. right? Okay, this is the easiest way, those of you that are new, to block. So you go to Google, and then you type in eBay block bidder or block buyer, whatever you want to put in. And then you, the very first link says buyer slash bidder management. So you click on it, and then there's a link that says add an eBay user to my block bidder list. So you go, and then it'll show you all the people you blocked. Mm. So all you do is you go in there, you put a comma, and then you type in the username, and then you hit submit, and they're blocked. Oh, my goodness. Come on, eBay. <laughs> Why? What do you mean call it eBay? You should be able to, like, right there, Yes. Right? Like, as yes. Soon, like, in the message, you should just be able to right-click block buyer. <laughs> you're, you're right. But anyways, there you go, okay? But, uh, so now I'm going to do that. Uh, but but every single message from this person is like, I do come on, I don't even know what this hat's going to look like on me. And really, and, and they, they say this cause they always like way low boss. They're like, and you're charging eight 99 or $10 for shipping. Come on. How much could it really cost to ship the hat? It doesn't weigh anything. I know it's only going to cost a couple of dollars yeah, that's a block. So, and like over and over and over. And then, so then they go silent and they're like, fine, I'm never paying this much for a hat that I won't even know if it looks good on me. Three weeks later, another offer last chance. Besides, we know you're trying to rip me off on the shipping. It can't oh cost my. that much to ship. It's like, wait, wait, what? So hats, uh, I've got a love-hate relationship with hats at the moment. I'm just blocking a bidder right now. I just blocked somebody because I had the same thing. So I've shared this on IG. I don't know if you saw the latest post, but I have these shoes that I bought. There are some Merle shoes. I paid $5 for them, right? But brand new, they go for like 150 Right, so I kind of have a, I price it like at about $99.99. I thought it was competitive. It's on sale. And so this person offers me, I think they first offered me $20. I'm going to take $20. So I countered and I said, you know, $84.99 or something like that, $74.99. But then they countered again and they're like $34.99. And they're like, but I don't want to pay shipping. I always charge shipping on shoes just because... You know, depending where they're in the country, it can cost you some money. Mm -hmm. So, and I know I, I do most of my free shipping on clothing, but when it comes to shoes, I always charge like medium flat rate or, you know, cubic or something. So then I counter and, and I say, no, I am willing to sell it to you for $34.99, but I got to charge shipping. So then they're like, nope. I'm like, all right. So I just let it hang. I just let it sit out there. So the, they're gone for a while. It's over. 
And then I get this offer again. It was like $34.99. And then they wrote like, OMG, these are used shoes. And you want to charge shipping for these? And I'm like, so I just, I didn't even counter. I just let it hang. Yeah, because you know you're going to get it. When you sell it to them, they're not going to be happy with it. No, no I know. How. I know. Because they're already upset. Yeah. So then I ignore them. I get another offer later on, like after it expires. And I, I just was like, I'm done with this. I said, 40, I changed my mind. I go, $49.99 is the lowest I'll go. That's it. They accepted the offer. Then they said, oh, you're charging me shipping? No, I don't want these anymore. I'm not paying for shipping, and I want a massage. And I want a massage. <laughs> Which I think they said a message. I think they're trying to say message. <laughs> oh, no, they said, and I want a massage if you're going to sell it for cheaper. Uh, so I want you to message me. But, you know, you know, whatever, their thumbs end up. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I want a massage, too. This is kind of funny. So, so then within 30 seconds, I get another message. Cancel this now. 30 seconds later, the spelling got better each time, though. Mm. Cancel this order. I don't want to pay for it. 30 seconds later, please cancel now. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at that point, I would just wait as long as possible to cancel. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's what I did. And eventually, they put an official, like, I want to cancel this order thing. And then I canceled it. And just now I blocked them. Nice. Because, listen... If you agree to the terms, you agree to the terms. It is what it is. Like, yeah. and these shoes, if you want to buy them brand new for 120 whatever, go for it. I'm giving them to you for $49.99 plus shipping. That's yeah. a deal. That's my price. So can you imagine like at garage sales? Like, cause we 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 haggle, right? Like our next episode's mm-hmm. gonna be talking about garage sales. But I would never like tell somebody, like, no, you like. I will buy it for this much. You can't sell it to me at the price you're trying to sell it to me. Like, it's their item. They can sell it for whatever they want. 100%. Of course, I'm going to say, like, well, you know, I'll give you 20. Like, you, you won't have to deal with it anymore. Like, if you're willing to get rid of it at that price. And if they say no, I'm not going to be like, what are you, crazy? You can't charge $30 for this item. You're not going to win. Like, you'll never win like that. <laughs> oh, I just crazy. Who do you think you are trying to sell this item for 30 bucks? The person who owns it. Like, <laughs> it's just so wild. All right, did I did I give my hustle of the week? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hats. so so the hats. Stuff, oh, so I'll share that as my as a bolo. I'll add a little bit more. But anyways, hey, hopefully with the other eleven hats, I put two hundred dollars in the IG. I put two hundred dollars potential profit, but I really think at the rate it's going, it may be three hundred dollars. So we'll see. But nice. So, anyways, I'll talk about this more in bolo. Give me your hustle of the week. My hustle of the week. Uh, it's definitely nothing huge. Um, and and I, I'm I'm sticking with this week of of shopping, which I've had some good sales, but what I want to look at is, okay, so today I didn't go to garage sales like we talked about, which no. was total yeah, bummer, but I had a great day at home uh, with my son and my wife and we we were doing the cleaning and stuff. So, but I was like, you know what? I would feel terrible if I didn't at least go into a thrift store today, right? Mm-hmm. I even told my wife, I said, you know what? Like I need to have a hustle of the week. So like, I got to go, like, I got to go look, right? I got to go hustle if I'm going to have a hustle yeah. of the week. So I went to the first uh, thrift store and it was a Salvation Army, which in my area, this Salvation Army is one of the lower end ones. Um, you know, I hate to say, but it it, it typically doesn't have great stuff no, in it. it and it, it's one of the ones that like smell. Yeah, it's it's got the it's got the very distinct uh, thrift store smell. The one that you're not always happy about smelling. Like you feel like you start itching when you walk yeah. in. And their prices were kind of outrageous. No, like in San Diego... Well, but that's the thing, though. And it wasn't I, we expect that for Goodwill, but like 
Salvation Army, I, I tend to expect the Salvation Armies here tend to have lower quality items with the occasional big find, yeah. but their prices are more reasonable. But like all of their prices, like their shoes were between 10 to $15 each, like minimum. And then like even their clothing items, like sh- like a, a button up shirt's like $9.99, like not their special because there's always like the boutique racks, yeah. right? But like almost all of their clothes were expensive. So I'm like, okay, this is not a good day for me. I'm looking at all the items. I don't find anything. I go to a Goodwill up the street, which again, you know, Goodwill prices are crazy. Cheaper shoes there. In fact, I was able to pick up, a, and this is my hustle, I was able to pick up a pair of J. Crew um, suede wingtip shoes, almost brand new looking, like really, really clean. They're not my size. They're like a size bigger or I'd keep them myself. So they look so good. Good thing they weren't your size. Right. They look, they, they're, they're nice looking shoes. Picked them up for $6 at a Goodwill, which and I, you never get shoes that cheap at Goodwill yeah, here true, anymore. True. Yeah, the, well, I can't think of the last time. Maybe seven ninety nine, but six. Yeah, six dollars. Like so I, I feel like, I feel like that right there is a hustle. Like I've stumbled across <laughs> them, their one mistake, and, and I looked them up online, and these shoes are going for like sixty to seventy dollars. So you know, it was, it was a win for me. So I'm, I'm, that was like pretty much the only thing I found. I found, I'm trying to think. Oh, an unopened puzzle. Those are the only two items I came home with today. Unopened puzzle, which was from like nineteen eighty three. There's probably like. $25 profit there. Okay. Probably make like $40, $50 on the shoes, depending on, you know. So it's not bad for walking into two stores and walking out with like 60 to $70 profit. No, mm-hmm. I agree. And, and sometimes it's like that. I mean, you got bread and butter items. Yep. Right? Those things, they'll sell. And I will say J. Crew, I don't know why, but it's, it's some people are, are back and forth, but I think it's making kind of a comeback. Like, I don't know why. Like Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. Abercrombie. I think there's certain Abercrombie that's selling. So, all right. Hey, no, I listen for me, it's like anything that you're able to get for a few dollars that you can flip for three to 400 or more percent ROI. That's yeah. also the week. Yep. It's good. So that's good. All right. You want me to share my hats bolo? Yeah. Give me, give me the bolo. Like teach me right now how to well, do hats. Okay. And you've told me before, so I'm just a bad student, but. All right. So. And again, some might disagree. Let, let us know in the comments. Maybe you do something different. But the first part, you're going to go like, this is crazy. What I'll tell you this, if you go to a place and they have, let's say, 20 or 30 hats, right? And we'll, we'll probably need to talk about this in a garage sale podcast. And they're older hats, like they're not newer or they're new with tags. And they're like, there's something different about them. Buy them all. Buy them all and buy them all for cheap. Right, because if you buy one, they might say, "Oh, it's a dollar a hat or two dollars." Right, uh, thrift store around here, they're like five to seven dollars. So I don't really buy a lot of hats at the thrift store, but at garage sales, definitely money. Right, this was this was at the rummage sale under a dollar piece, and you want to look for hats. You know, it's funny because some people say sports teams. I do better on non-sports teams hats than I do on sports teams. Oh, wait, yeah, on sports teams hats. Right, so number one. I know this is the market isn't what it used to be, but mesh trucker hats are still money. Like mm-hmm. I still sell, you know what I mean with the yeah. mesh and you got to make sure that the foam isn't like destroyed, but I, if it's vintage and the foam is destroyed, you still might get money because somebody might want it for a display. The other part is it has to be like unique. Like it can't be just a random hat that somebody can find. So I'll give you an example. So one of the hats I just sold for $30 that I, I picked up for, I think like 20 cents was, 
Cactus Jack Southwest Kirkery hat. Okay, right? So there wasn't like, it wasn't like McDonald's or Burger King, which those hats can still make you money, right? But this was just a hat, but it was mesh. It was trucker. It was kind of old school looking, right? So you got to picture like a person going on spring break that wants to have that unique hat and look cool at the beach. Mm. Does that sound weird? It's weird that people do that. Or, or or the or the or the hipster that wants that unique hat that nobody else can get. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. I'll have to tell you my hat story later on in life. Okay. Yeah. So I sold I sold that hat for 30 bucks, right? That wasn't a big deal. So that's what I look for. Or I look for hats that are new with tags that people can't just go into a retail store and buy. Right. So I sold that marine hat, right? So if you're, let's say you're in the Marines or, you know, you retired, you're out of the service, like you can go online, right? But maybe you'll go to eBay because you think you'll get it cheaper, right? And so sometimes people are willing to pay up. So I sell, some of the hats I sell a lot, this is a bolo, and I don't sell for a lot of money, but I sell consistently are like, you ever seen those hats that have like a, a Navy ship and has like the title of the ship? Like yep. I sell those hats. Nice. Right, because that was part of like something sentimental, like they were part of a group or part of that squadron, and they want that hat. Mm. And again, I always say this about hats: if you can pick up a hat that you can put a lot of good keywords, mm. it's worth a pickup. Right. So for this one, it was easy. I could put mesh trucker snapback hat. I could put cactus jack southwest cookery. I could put recipe. I could put I could put food. Like there were keywords I could put. So. You got to look at hats that you can put keywords in. Okay. And now I'll give you a sports team hat. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? I was going to say we're, our battery's running oh, low. Man, so we, we just got to tighten it up. We're letting people know the episode's ending. We, we should never do that. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, I saw the Padres hat that was given away 30 years ago. It was like a bank hat, but it was like one of those giveaway hats. Well, you can't get that anywhere. You can get a new era hat, but can you get the specific hat that was sentimental to somebody somewhere? So just keep an eye. That's the bolo. It's good. That help? I like it. It helps a little bit. Okay. Just, everything looks unique to me at first. So I have to, it's, it's like anything. I'll the show more you, my, the, my hat collection. The more, the more you do it, the more you, you get an eye for it, I think. So I just need to take that jump. And again, you I have a lot of loser hats too that I haven't told in a while. Mm. So it's kind of the bulk buy. And you know, if you, you spend help ten, a few work, yeah, if you know. spend 10 and you make 300 and you still have 20, I didn't, I mean, whatever, if you didn't sell, still worth it. Yeah. What's your bolo? Um, Sperry Topsiders. Oh yeah. Those are back, huh? Man, I've sold so many of those. So that went up. I used to buy a lot of those and then the market, like, I think they were going for like half of what I used to sell for. I mean, I don't know if they're anywhere near where they were at their peak, but But they they sell sell quickly. Okay. That's good. And so sometimes they're called boat shoes, Mm -hmm. right? And if you can get the gold cup ones, did you ever come across the gold cup ones? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Okay. It'll say gold cup. They look nice. They're like... The more bougie kind of mm. Sperry Topsiders, those are money too. I'll be on the lookout for that. So Bolo, Sperry Topsiders, Double Bolo, Gold Cup. Gold Cup. There you go. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Um, Finally going to a garage sale, man. Okay. It's just that. I just want to go to a garage sale. <laughs> just I hope next Saturday I can go to a garage sale. We're going. Yeah. Maybe not together because Mike doesn't like to go together, but. Yeah, we're cause, going because I don't, I don't, I don't need extra, extra competition. 
Yeah, but we always find different stuff. In our first episode, we talked about that. Yeah, but there, but there are certain things now that we're both looking for. That is true. At the same that is time. very true. So, but we do have some garage sale videos coming, right? Yep, we do. So, so we'll, you know, we'll just we'll let you know when those drop, and our next podcast will be about that. All right. So, do you want me to share what I'm looking forward to? What are you looking forward to, man? I got some trips coming up. Where are you going? I'm going out of state. So, nice. so I'm not going to share all the locations. But I'm at least going to two out-of-state locations, maybe three. Two of them are going to be like sourcing. One is going to be like a paid vacation kind of deal. But uh, I'm looking forward to going to thrift stores. I was going to do retail arbitrage, but uh, I don't know. I'm up in the air because they're not going to be long trips. When they're longer trips, it's easier to do RA. But if Mm. they're like two, three-day trips, you know, I'm, I got Southwest, and so I'm going to take my extra luggage with nothing in it nice. and try to just fill up that luggage. I like it. So keep an eye out for the IG stories. Uh, things will be happening in the next few weeks. Thrifting and traveling. It'll be Good fun. Stuff. So I got some stuff planned for the summer. And Mike and I have some stuff planned for the summer here. Not like trips or vacations. At least not that I know of. No. But we got some. <laughs> Mike's like, nope. Oh. oh. We're good. Keep going. We got our podcast. Oh, we got our podcast. So what are we going to do with the rest of the video? It's going to, so if you're listening to our podcast or our video or watching, uh, we just lost our, our battery died. So, uh, we're just going to be on our, our logo right now, but we want to finish up our, our I think this is the longest podcast that we've ever had. It's long. We're over two hours probably just about there. Okay. We need to get like Joel Rogan batteries. I guess so. Yeah. All right. So, Hey, sorry guys that are watching us on YouTube that just died. We want to keep it organic. So with all that being said, thanks for watching us. Make sure to keep it real. Be relevant and be reselling. Please. Please.